Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and this is episode 194. In this episode, we are going to debate on whether or not KD and Kyrie should stay in Brooklyn, if the Jazz can still build a contender around Donovan Mitchell, if the Kings can make some noise, and if James Harden will go back to his all-NBA form. We will also give our takeaways for the NBA Summer League and teams with the most disappointing off-seasons so far. A quick YouTube member and Patreon shout-out to Phantom Wolf, Danko Hawkins, Matthew Jimenez, Jaron, Nick, Vincent, your local bronze sexual, Jordan, Tua is amazing, love you, Drew, MG Nas, UK Bulge, J-Love Clears, Zach W. Cole, Darius Garland's next, Nazir, Dwayne, Riv is a gorgeous man, Travis, Drew's the Goat, Holmes, your boy Nick, Jake the Snake, Corrupt, I'm a Drew sexual, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, River Academy clears on Epic, Gentile Tuh, Drew, Tuh. Cade MVP, SP4 Z Shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the GOAT, Mayo, Andre, Peter, Daniel, Ben, Ruthless, Rooster, Kill Moves, Joel, Eagle, Dalla, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funko, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Hook, Cole, Liam, T. Grove, Tua sucks on car. Ryan Barcelona, Epic Lankiness, It's Black Ace, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Dave, Muffins, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, Hakari, and Jay. Good old Jay. I am the Drew section. Can I ask you a question? Did you freeze on one of those names because you didn't want to read it or you just got a little. No, I, I w- no. The mouse on my computer was uh, not on that. On not was not on the exit tab. I'm a Drew sexual. I'll be honest. That might be the best name so far. I'm a Drew sexual. After I was here <laughs> last show hating on broad sexual, <laughs> bro goes. I'm a Drew sexual. That is hilarious. I like the switching up of names. I do. I like. Yeah, some someone someone up. changed up. Uh, Drew's big old booty. Yeah, Drew's big yeah, old booty. We didn't need that one. That's the one I was telling you about. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, you're crazy. They are. They are. Shout out to the fans, though, man. That's a yeah. fact. That's a fact. Shout out to the fans. And before we start this episode, we are proud to talk about Chalkboard, which yes, is an sir. app. It's yes, a group sir. chat with us. You can be involved in a group chat with us. It's free. You just go to our bio and click the link and join our chat room. We have an NBA chat, NFL chat, MLB chat, UFC chat, a general chat, music chat. Going to be debating in that, in that uh, application all the time. I know, Riv, you are the most active amongst all of us when Without it comes to that type of stuff. I love the fans, man. But I promise you, I'm going to start I'm gonna start up no, once not. again. I am. You're not. I am. You just don't have the time. You got it's the little doctor so in school. True. You got to <laughs> save people and stuff. It's, you know, it's tough for you, bro. It's a, it's you a, a wife a at busy, home. You know, it's, you're right, man. It's hard, bro. It's a busy yeah. life I live, but you know what? You got to yeah. make time for the things you care about. And yeah, that is true. something you're I just care not about. A, you're not, um, what's the word? You're not fan favorite. You know, I'm, That's not, I'm, listen, <laughs> I got, dude's a Drew sexual. Yeah, you no, can't I'm, say I'm that's here, true. I'm here for the fans, so I'm always you talking You definitely them, are so a fan fave, for bro. sure, bro. I'll be in there. Chalkboard, I'll be in there for sure. I'll hold it down for you. Don't worry. I'll hold it down for you. Thanks, bro. Yeah, and Chalkboard is an app where it's 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 a group chat, but it also incorporates sports betting, so you can track your bets. You can link your, your uh, sports books from other applications to track your bets on that app. 
So people can see your win-loss record on your bets. Fans have been asking and, for that, too. Yeah, I think that's a really good uh, integration that they yeah. have at Chalkboard. You can click the link in the bio or right now on YouTube, or if you're listening to the audio portion of the podcast, you can click the link in the description. This is the first time that we've ever had a group chat that is free to join, free to use, and all of us are going to be in it. Drew, Riv, me, Joel. So, yeah, come on over, click the link, and chat with us. Let's and let's, let's debate. Let's do it. I know a lot of people are dying to debate with us. That's a fact. On to the first topic of the show. Should Kevin Durant and oh, Kyrie Irving I, oh, stay? I'm so sorry. I had to say something before you started the topic. Did you see in the general chat, Rico made a list of the rivalries Bro, of the Discord? Bro, I was Crying. I didn't see that. No, I did not. You were up there. You're number six. seven. Number seven. seven? Yeah. With who? Seven. You and your feelings. Me and my feelings. <laughs> yeah. He violated. He did have to go you that hard. Back and forth. He did he not have to are, go that hard. You were top seven in there. I'm trying to find this list feelings. really fast. Yeah. Fine All right. Here we go. Discord rivalries. Rico the one. Uh, number one, Surge and DQ. That's a classic one. Yeah, J right Kings there. and Keys. Riven Epic. That's facts. Epic and J Kings. Dylan and any Celtics fans. Novel and Jake, River Brown and children, anyone under the age of 18, Hakari and injured players, uh, Joel Moran and his feelings, uh, pick a side. I'm going to skip this one. Uh, on, honorable mentions, Riv and River Canadians, Monster and Rico. Oh, man, that had 10 ha-has. 10 ha-has. 10 ha-has. That's, that's a lot. Of, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's a legendary. A Yo, yeah. shout out to that's you, a, That's Rico. a viral that tweet on Discord. That was so funny. Yeah, That is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. number 10 deserved to be skipped. And for the record, our Discord is always going to be open. We're going to have both Chalkboard, Chalkboard and Discord. Discord is, if you're on our Patreon, you can go. It's exclusive to our Patreon-only members. Uh, Chalkboard is free for all of our fans. So 100%. if you don't have the means to pay uh, for our Patreon, which we totally understand... No worries, you can join Chalkboard because it's free to use. And that way you guys can communicate with us and we can interact with uh, more of you guys. So Definitely. it's a win-win in all situations. Is that all you wanted to say? Yeah, that is indeed all I wanted to say. Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go on to the first topic of the show. Should KD and Kyrie stay in Brooklyn? Mostly Kevin Durant, right? Because he's the one that has this decision. Correct. Kyrie Irving... Will stay if KD stays. He will leave if KD leaves. So ultimately, this decision falls on the shoulder on Kevin Durant. Do you think that he should just thug it out and play the entire year? I do think so. You know, I think like looking at the team, you know, a first round pick for Royce O'Neal is tough, but he's somebody that can add to the team. TJ Warren, low risk, high reward type move. I'm with you there. They brought back Claxton. You know, they, they still don't have a Mills big, but I think Mills coming back. Ben Simmons did not play all year. So I think at least for a year, I don't see why KD is looking at this roster and thinking, I mean, if I stay, Kyrie stays. It's just not a bad roster. I think this right now their roster is pretty cool. I think it's a good enough roster where they can make some noise. I do think he should stay, but I understand if he doesn't want to. But I think as of right now, looking at the roster and what they have, they could still make a couple more moves. Joe Harris missed damn near the whole the season, year. so he will also be back. So if you're thinking about it, Ben Simmons is back. Joe Harris is back. You just added TJ Warren. You just added Royce O'Neal. Wing-type players. I think... 
Kevin Durant and Kyrie, this is a position where I think they are good enough where they can still maybe not go to the championship and make some noise in the East. So I think at least to the fans, they should definitely stay for at least one more year. Kyrie, like we said, if KD stays, Kyrie's probably going to stay. So for KD, I do think he should stay at least one more think, year. Do you think they care about the fans? Um... I think Brooklyn? he should. Brooklyn fans? Brooklyn fans, they did nothing to them. I'm not saying to, that. To I'm not saying this, Brooklyn fans specifically. I'm saying, in general, do you think they care about what people think about them? People? No. No. Do you, I, don't. Do, I so, think KD cares about what people think. That's why he's always arguing back and forth and going back and forth with people. Because if you don't care, inevitably, you wouldn't say anything. You like, do you, all right, so, so do you think Kyrie cares about the fans? No. I, don't, I think Kyrie, but Kyrie does care about what KD thinks, I think. I think that's I do think mean. Kyrie kind of cares what people think. Oh. Think so? I absolutely yeah. think that he couldn't care less about what they think. I think it gets him upset, but I I mean maybe that's showing that you care a little bit, but it gets him upset because he's misconstrued. Like he feels like he's misconstrued, he's misinterpreted. But he's also So that means he cares that he's I mis- guess, yeah. But he's also a bit delusional. Same with Kevin Durant. They don't take they don't take ownership in what they do wrong. And I don't feel like it's him Kyrie getting mad at fans. I think it's Kyrie media. getting mad at media and them Spinning narratives. That's what Kyrie's upset about. I understand that, but I kind of feel like a lot of that anger is uh, rooted somewhere else. Is rooted not in the media, or it's 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 really built on something that's not even there. No, it's a tough. It's a tough thing because to Kyrie Irving. A lot of the stuff that he gets mad at the media for is things that the media ends up being correct about. You know, they got mad when he left Cleveland. Because people viewed Cleveland and LeBron as a perfect situation. He goes on first take. Max Kellerman calls him out on it. He basically calls Max Kellerman a puppet. Because, that was pretty immature of Kyrie because, at that Because point. of that. And now we see it didn't work out in Boston. And full circle moment now, years later, he wants to team up back with LeBron. So all in all, Max Kellerman was right about that. But Kyrie is just disregarding what he's saying. It's like, oh, no, he's just a puppet. Mm-hmm. He's just this. He's just pulling strings. Like Stephen A, he's just been critical of Kyrie's availability, ultimately to his job that is playing basketball, and he calls him a puppet for that. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Kyrie Irving gets mad at the media for saying things, but the media is right about what they said. Like KD was was calling out the media his last year in Golden State all year for them writing stories about him leaving Golden State for him only to leave Golden State after the year and for them to be right that he he did what he indeed was leaving and had one foot out the door. Um, I'll just go since I'm talking already. Fair enough. This is an easy yes for me because it's their best chance to win a championship. I didn't even write down their roster before this segment, taking notes on this, but while you were talking and you mentioned Royce O'Neal, I said, why not just write down a roster? Kyrie Irving, Royce O'Neal, KD, Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton, off the bench, TJ Warren, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, Patty Mills. This isn't a bad team. There's just one constant. Yeah. They have no big. This this isn't a bad team. They're one big man away. Could you trade Joe Harris for that player? Yes, but they have wing defenders in Simmons, KD, O'Neal, Claxton is a pretty agile defender. Kyrie has shown he can play defense when he wants to. Last basketball episode, we we ranked the top duels in the East. I wouldn't put KD and Kyrie over Giannis and Middleton because they won a championship. And beating Harden. I'm not not putting them over the team that just beat them too, by the way. So you're not putting them over Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum? I respect that. Look, I I, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that point. But at worst... 
They're, they're, like four. they're the fourth best yeah. duo in the East. At their best, if KD's playing at the level we know he, should, he plays at and Kyrie's playing at the level that he plays at, they're probably it's great. not far-fetched to say they're the best, at their best duo in the one. East. No, no. At, the, at their best, they're number one for sure. I'm saying right now, I'm sorry, I spoke way too soon. I think right now you probably could put them probably number three. So if we're talking about at their best, they're the best duo in the East and they have these supporting parts, Yeah, I don't understand why you wouldn't run it back. The only deterrent is Steve Nash is the coach. That's really it. For me, that's the only that's the only reason why I understand why Kevin Durant does w- wants to leave because he's saying I don't think Steve Nash is a good coach and he probably does not trust the management because you go to Phoenix, Monty Williams is your coach. You know he's going to put you in spots to succeed. Miami, Eric Spoelstra, he's going to put you in spots to be successful. But those are unrealistic destinations because Miami can't. Put a put together a trade package. We just saw Brooklyn. We just saw Brooklyn ask Minnesota for Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Because of that, I saw you tweet about that. I was curious what you were like. What your thoughts were actually? Were you mad at the Nets for sending that offer? Yes. Okay. That, well, no, I'm mad at the Nets for asking that. Dumb That's what I'm shit. saying. That was the dumbest shit I've ever seen in it's my Kevin, life. I, I, it's no, it's Ant Edwards. Cat I know. Like it's four a, it picks. was. It was a lot. What are you, you're asking them to basically give up. Ruin your roster. Everything. Ruin your if roster. I was the Nets, I would just ask for Anthony Edwards. Even yeah, like like what's up? Like but the salary wouldn't match, so that that wouldn't. Or be Or like if you just ask for Cat and like four first rounders, all right, I understand. But you asking for damn near their cornerstones and four picks. I don't disagree. That's it's it's a lot. They're asking for way too. It's much. Kevin Durant though. But come like, on, you can't ask. You're for gutting another team just to get. Yeah. But that's exactly why I don't believe KD will get traded 100%. because Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets are going to hold off until they find the the right offer for KD. And to me, the best trade package currently lies within New Orleans with the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram, a young player, multiple picks. picks. But the big question mark with them is, do they want to tear apart this beautiful young core that they have to get a guy in Kevin Durant who has shown you he cannot lead you to a championship? He can ride the coattails of a dynasty and make them and elevate them even further. He can do that. But ever since 2012 in OKC, where he went to the finals and, and lost 4-1, he played great that series, yes. But ever since 2012, outside of Golden State, he has not made the finals. He has not made the finals once. Mm. Because of that, do the Pelicans really want to risk it all on KD? Bring him in knowing Zion is always an injury risk. So worst case scenario, the Pelicans get hurt, Zion gets injured, KD is always a scratch to miss 20 to 30 games so a season. Think, do you think they plug out B.I. and put Zion in the package? No, Zion can't be traded right now because oh, he just no. signed that extension. Tough. So it the decor looks nice. It's CJ, it's Zion, it's KD, Valanciunas. That's a nice little team, but there's risk there because if Zion gets hurt, the entire thing falls apart and they're not they're not legit contenders. So that's really that's really why I don't feel like he'll get traded. The other team is the Raptors. You know, would they would the Raptors trade Scotty Barnes and a lot of at future assets for KD? Jeez. Do they trade Siakam and a bunch of picks for KD? It feels like the Nets want two All Stars, mm-hmm. and I don't think any team is going to give up two All Stars for a superstar who is thirty four years old, and you have at most two to three elite level seasons from him from him left. And also, he gets injured. He's going to miss 20 to 30 games a season, which means that if you are trading an all-star level player, 
potentially two, and you're getting KD back in return. If he gets hurt, there's a chance you might miss the playoffs as well. So that there's a lot of risk involved with Kevin Durant, and that's why I, I, I feel like the best case scenario for, for both sides is for him to play out the season, him and Kyrie. Just so we don't have two similar opinions, because I'm with you guys. I think that if he wants the best chance to win, he should stay in Brooklyn. Because any team he's going to go to, it's a, a trade that's ultimately going to gut the other team's roster. You already mentioned the Minnesota Timberwolves. They wanted Anthony Edwards. They wanted Carl Anthony Towns in that package on top of five picks. This is not a team that Kevin Durant wants to go to. He wants to go to a situation where he's going to win. There is right now no situation, there is no team that is deep enough that the Nets would be willing to do business with that can get a trade done with Kevin Durant. That there is if one. Kevin Durant goes there, the team is still competitive enough for what the Nets want. Is there one team that you can name? The only team that yeah. comes... All right, let's hear it. The Warriors. Okay. That oh. would be the only one I can say can still probably keep three of their guys... Bring in Kevin Durant and not have to give up. Two Do you All-Stars. believe that they're interested? No, I don't. No, I didn't say. I'm that. I'm asking that. No, no, I don't. Because that's think a, that's the reason why I didn't decide I think, to bring them up. I was re, I was I was listening to um, this podcast. Ultimately, it comes down to Steph Curry. If if you they if Steph Curry gives them the okay to do it, they'll do it. But I don't think they're interested. I think they're fine with what they have. The young mixing mm-hmm. with the old. But I think like if you're just talking package, nah, they the Warriors are the only ones that probably it'll be, can. It'll be Kaminga. It'll be Wiseman. Uh, and probably Wiggins. Wiggins. And you keep the three, four, four first yeah, round picks. So. I don't think that team wins a championship. I don't think it does either. But I'm saying it like the best trade package where you keep still know, your star it players. Doesn't. We have to take this into account. I mean, Wiseman didn't play. Kaminga barely played when it mattered in the playoffs. Pool is probably Andrew gone, Wiggins was okay. Andrew, well, let me, I want to finish. Andrew Wiggins was phenomenal. Second best player. Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant. He's a top five player in the NBA. Oh, okay. Now. Here's the, counter, here's the counter. Here's the counter. Top six. To that. I agree. They didn't play. Who played? Gary Pan. He's gone. Who played? Okay, come on. Why is this the first name that you mentioned? Because he's trying to say there's no, there's no bench. Yeah. Who who else left Golden State? Because a Otto bunch Porter, of them. Otto, Otto Porter, Porter left. Um, Gary Pan left. If they trade Kevin Durant, <laughs> the Nets are not just going to want Andrew Wiggins in return. It'll be gonna, Wiggins, it's going to be Wiggins. Kaminga, it's going to be Kaminga. It's going to be Moody, Moody or Poole. It might be Wiggins, Poole, Kaminga, Moody. Ooh. So you are going to You're give away all of your young players. Golden State... J- James Wiseman is the first one gone, in my opinion, if you're trading your, one of your young Definitely. guys. He's the first one gone. So if I'm Brooklyn, for one, Andrew Wiggins is on an expiring contract. So his value in that trade isn't even high because the Nets would have to re-sign him. And next year's free agency class is extremely weak. Which And Andrew Wiggins, there's potential there for him to be the best free agent on the market next offseason, which means the Nets would have to give him a boatload of money or just let him walk. So basically, Wiggins is possibly a rental in that deal. So the deal would have to be Poole. It would have to be Moody. It would have to be Kaminga. Gary Payne is gone. Otto Porter is gone. You're just getting Kevin Durant back. Bielitsa is also gone. Can't say just getting Kevin Durant back. Like his impact with Steph Curry. Well, you're getting Kevin Durant back. You're getting Kevin Durant back, yes. But can you give him the benefit of the doubt that he just Gary missed Payne, two years of basketball? Finishing yeah, out. can I finish? Gary just Payne, Bielisa, Otto Porter, they're all gone. They were all key contributors to yeah. that finals oh, run. That's facts. They're all getting older. Kevin Durant's getting older. 
Part of the reason why they lost to Toronto in 2019 wasn't just because KD got injured. Yes, that had a lot to do with it, but it was because they had no players outside of Steph. And we saw when, when one of those guys went down, it got very ugly and they were able to really defend Steph. Uh, they were able just to scheme up for him only. So that's why if you have no depth, you have no bench, and you're just bringing in KD, I just don't see how that team was a championship when we see the Clippers and the moves they made and how much depth they have and the stars they have. I just don't see how they would win. Um, Really quick to, to go on your Toronto point. It was a three-point game with just Steph Curry. It was a three-point game with just Steph Curry. So who knows? You give them one guy the series could be different, but obviously you can't open Pandora's box like that. Events happened the way they did. You to go watched, back to you, you. You just watched Clay play basketball. To go back to you, he, had he was one, he, out for two years, which makes it even. And he comes back, and he was more than serviceable. He wasn't Clay Thompson that we've known. He was more than serviceable defensively. He showed a lot more than what I was expecting, at least. And offensively, yes, he was not the Clay Thompson that we had been accustomed to. But it's about getting your legs underneath you. You have to understand, though, Draymond was getting benched at a point, and Clay Thompson was playing pretty bad offense. He and had, you guys won the championship. Because Steph Curry had to be Well, you're going to still have Steph. You're still going to have Steph. Yeah, but Steph's getting older. Kevin Durant's getting older. He's 34. His game can still— You think that team beats Milwaukee? I don't. I mean, Kevin Durant was an inch away from from beating that same Milwaukee team. Okay. So I mean, That's you're the same. You're the same guy that all offseason has been yelling off the top of your lungs that the last time we saw Kevin Durant, he did not look like the same Kevin I'm Durant. Not, I'm not disagreing. So now all of a sudden he's he makes going to now he's like with champions? Steph Curry though. I, I don't know. I like. To, I, I don't. I think you still. With Steph, he's with the scheme, Steve Kerr, one of the best players in the NBA. The way Boston guarded Kevin Durant in that series wasn't anything, anything special, bro. The thing is, was why. God, I like. I, I really do think this is like a role player league at this point. Role players play vital roles in winning championships, and if you don't have those type of role players, one injury, like we said, Kevin Durant's injury prone. Steph Curry, he missed some time last year too. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green, he missed some time. Like one guy goes down. The reason they won is because they had depth. Like in the regular season last in year. In the regular season, yeah. Yeah, so it's like one guy goes down, it gets it gets really scary. So I don't, I don't But this I'll, is also a situation where if Kevin Durant really wants out, then I'm with you guys. I feel yeah. like yeah. yes, there's no situation, but you gave me a very good answer. But like Riv is saying, one guy goes down, there goes your title hopes and are you really going to trust on a bunch of 33-plus-year-olds to stay healthy for the entire season and the playoffs? When it's Steph Curry, when it's KD, you got to put your faith in them. Well, KD, who's been hurt often. I'm not disagreeing. Clay Thompson, listen, who's been hurt trust, often. I'm not disagreeing. Dream Martin, who just got hurt this past season. That's why you need the depth. So I agree. Listen, Golden State's in a position where they have present and they have future. They don't need to mess up what's happening. Golden State's too smart of an organization to do so. Kevin Durant, he's just... The Nets, like as great as Kevin Durant is, it's still asking for too much. But I'm same. solely arguing on a winning it's because he's a, It's because of his age. That's really it. If he was 28, this would be a no-brainer. But... The fact that he's 34. I mean, we saw what Anthony Davis went for, right? It's Kevin Durant. He's that wasn't that bad, though. I'm not disagreeing. I don't. Yeah, I don't need. It was Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart. A bunch of picks, though, and a bunch of picks. That's but that's but Lonzo at the time was still his ceiling at the. You know, those three players. The difference. Brandon Ingram also he took a huge stride that season. Those three players were all star players at the time. They were just young players. The guy was all star potential. He had potential. He wasn't there. He had a good second half of the season, but he wasn't an established. They're asking for already all star level players. Yeah, like that's different. I mean, they asked for Edwards and Cat. Like Toronto. I, if 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 Kevin Durant is looking at Toronto, why would you 
wants Siakam can't be in a deal. He needs a number two. Mm-hmm. So Siakam it would and they're starting five base. Their depth, yeah, not and that strong their depth either. stinks yeah. too. So mm-hmm. it would probably have to be what OG and Scotty Barnes. And would you really want to do that? You've just got Scotty and your Siakam. He's probably peaked. Fred Van Vliet, he's probably peaked. So it's like these are the best you're gonna get, and you also don't have any bench. So it's like, and then you want to go to Phoenix. Devin Booker can't be in the deal because Chris Paul, Kevin Durant isn't winning shit. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty tough at this moment. But I'm not just he can't get traded, bro. That's no. really just yeah, it's, it's, he's stuck. Part in of me wants him to get traded though. I wanted him to go to Portland. I really listen. Didn't want I want him to, to get Portland. traded so Kyrie can leave the Nets. Also, of course you do. I'm Sad. being very selfish in that. Sense. I like I like Portland a lot. I do. I feel Portland like Portland had a vibe. They could have did it. But how? What? What are they gonna give up? Really? Shaden Sharp. Okay. Anthony Simons. Simons. Maybe a cap guy. Somebody just to fill in. You know what I'm saying? They had cap at the moment. Flip Jeremy. Nah, they have to keep Jeremy. The reason why I want Kevin Rank to get Nerf. traded is because <laughs> yo low key. Ben Simmons has got an assurance from the Nets already that he is a part of their future plans. And I kind of wanted. I, am I the only one that wants to see a team built around Ben Simmons for yes. the first time? No, no, you're no. probably not the only one. Him right here, for sure. I like I, I, like I, I know, I know that it doesn't sound like the best thing ever because I feel like Ben Simmons has already kind of peaked. But what wow. is that crazy to say? A little like bit. Just a little uh, bit. Yes. I don't know. He has bro. a lot of room to grow. I don't know. And, peak. Okay. What? In what aspect? Jump shooting. Do you believe scoring he's the every, everything in scoring? Yeah. He has a lot and do of you think to... he's going to do that? I think he can still it's get a mid-range. possible to say he's post up mid range. I think Ben Simmons is probably peak. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> bro! You're getting crazy. No, I, You're getting crazy. Nah, I don't bro, think, he's I don't, gotten worse every single year. I don't think it's crazy. I just think I, I don't agree. That's all it is. He's gotten statistically worse every single year. Offensively, every so his, the his situations yeah. haven't gotten any better for him every single Facts. year. Well, I'm just saying, I. I would like the Nets to. I would like to see Ben Simmons Go back have to a praising team built ben Simmons, around. Yes, him. it's not praising Ben Simmons. Supporting. It's just a, let me say it's just a fun experiment. This yeah. is some. I mean, I like to see oh, fun. Twenty four. Yeah, he's still 25. super young. I like to see fun shit happen all the time. I literally the other day built the Utah Jazz around Tyler Hero just for shits and giggles. So I would love to see a team built around Ben Simmons and just have him, you know, five out and let's see what Ben can do. Let's see if. Uh, if finally a team is built around him, he can succeed because we're not far removed. It's only it's been like maybe three years uh, from this point in time that people were debating on whether or not Philly should keep Embiid and Simmons and build around one of them solely. Of course, in hindsight, we know Embiid was the right choice and the far better player. But there's part of me that wants to see Ben Simmons get that chance, get that team, and see see what he can do. That's interesting. I'm with you there. I'm, I'm not, but I, I understand. What's wrong with Ben Simmons? Just, I don't want to see a team rant just be built next to Ben Simmons. I feel like he's more like a Draymond. Put a team and he's plug him in. But if bro actually starts getting a bucket. It's vibes. All right, I'm with you. I'm, I'm 100%. He's a, he's a 6'10 point guard and yeah. refuses to post it's up crazy. any point guard. It's insane. Weird. It's super but, weird. Know, mentality. It's no, weak. That's all that it is. I mean, you see Giannis. My his mentality is stop with no the one's Giannis shit. Stop. Well, it's the only one that I can really compare to where he didn't have a jump shot and he worked on it consistently because his mentality is I'm going to work every single day well, to be I the mean, best I can be. Giannis jump shot is still a little streaky. His mentality is no, just I'm sure. just going to go down there exactly. and get a bucket. And he doesn't care. He's then don't he's, even got a dream on mentality. No, and no. that point is wrong that you just said. Which one? He shot 35 percent from three as a rookie. Who? Giannis. How many shots he took? I, I'll tell you right now. Why, wait, I, I don't, one and a half, one and a half threes per game. Oh come on, it's bro. nothing. That shit ain't. No. Come on, bro. <laughs> Those uh, like we he, know what you know exactly what I'm shot talking clock about. going down. He wide open. Like, like this that. is the highest percent he shot from the mid range this season. 
No, yeah, no. Because he's worked diligently to work on his game and yes, be the but, best he can be. But he was Ben Simmons just refuses to despite, chuck up a shot. But despite Giannis not having the best jump shot, he is far ahead of Ben Simmons. Oh my god, even at his ben, worst, of course, at his worst is crazy. Absolutely. No That's facts, I don't disagree at all. It's <laughs> That's why I don't like true. the Giannis comparison. Well, it's the only guy that you can look at in the league and just who's has the superstar tag on them that Ben Simmons was supposed to have. That worked on his game, refined it, and was one of those guys that just does not shoot. What if Ben Simmons just isn't that? He's not. Yeah, no. No, I, he's not. It's 100% what I was getting at. Trash bag-ass Ben Simmons. It's, it's tragic. I wouldn't say he's trash. He's not trash. You know he's not Why'd trash. Why'd you take your braids out? It's my head started to itch. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. I give you credit. You you fight through the, the itch tough. sensation it's, facts. It's like getting the tooth pulled out. Yeah. It's bad. Like, it's really, it's painful, man. It's That's like random. my least favorite thing about having long hair now. It'd be random. Like how it just, greasy you, it gets. And, and when you start in itching, if it's like it's like a, a something in your brain with, oh, he itching, now I'm going to make it worse. Like, I'm going to make him itch even more. So how many days do you, like, if you have braids and you, you just don't wash your hair? You can't because it'll mess up the braids. Yeah. So you technically can't wash your hair. Never had braids. You have my to put, been long you have to, to, to wash your hair, you have to put dry shampoo. That's how you do it. And the, but uh, I don't have dry shampoo. Uh, and to stop the itching, they say you have to put oil, but sometimes it doesn't work. Really? Yeah. For me, it doesn't. After the first two days, my hair is fine. The third day is where it gets. It gets bad. The third day gets bad. How long? What's the longest you've had your braids in for? For me, it was the last time I had like three weeks. But it wasn't itching though. That's the thing. When it's itching, it'll Uh, be like four days, and I'm uh done. I can't do it. Yeah. The third day is where you know watching a movie with the fam (laughs) out of nowhere. You know, sun's bothering you. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You just have to keep picking at it, and then all of a sudden you're there like this mm-hmm. with your hands and your hair just itching the and fuck my hair out of it. Diff- I can't scratching the fuck out of it. If I scratch my hair, the, the braid is start, so I have to smack the shit out of my uh-huh. head. So that's no, I've seen you do that. Yeah, smacking it gets head. worse. Smacking yeah, it makes it worse. Way worse. It makes it way so much more. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm show you what I use for it to not itch. I got you. I'm gonna put you on because I do like having my braids, but you know, It'd be tough. I man. actually I don't mind being like this though with my man bun. I actually like it better. <laughs> I actually like it better. Hey, I can't wear my. I don't think I can have braids. I've never seen you with long hair. I mean, this is, I mean, I didn't show you the most recent pic of me when I had it combed out. Bro, I have a fro. Really? Yes. It's product, because I have, uh, let me not say product. Uh, it's a leave-in conditioner. Yeah. So automatic, it's like a hardening product. I mean, I know, I, I use Shea Moisture. Oh, I yeah, use, yeah, I use a curling smoothie. Yeah, I use DevaCurl. I forgot what I use, my stylist knows. Your curls are, are thin curls, though. There are thick, thick curls. For sure. For sure. Listen, I have a lot of hair. Same. You do. Same. You have a lot of hair, obviously. We yeah. all got a lot of hair. Yeah. You got a lot of hair. This is, took time to process. It looks man. cool. I like this, this is, hair. I just took the braids out and literally just left it. It looks tough. Yeah. You got a fade, too? or my? Lo- <sighs> I know that. My hair. little cousin, he cuts hair. So I told him, try me out. I'm going to try you out, see what you do. Cut the sides. Did a decent job. You did all right. Yeah. So like, you know what? You made me look okay. So you know what? <laughs> you I'm get another with, go? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Facts. You know, just make sure my Facts. Shit, my sister you got cuts a 2K, my hair. Um, my player hair, hairstyle you, right now. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, my sister cuts my hair. I haven't had an, I haven't paid for a haircut in like three years. A woman cuts your hair? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't care. No, I didn't say anything. No, I know. I'm just saying. Hey, bro, why are you being sexist? No, don't do that. That was crazy. <laughs> that was no, crazy. That was crazy. 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 <laughs> I've just never heard that before. That's why. So it's nah, first bro. This, this nah, Joanna. Joanna fades. She cuts a bunch of my my oh, okay, friend's okay. hair. No, yeah. no, this is. I'm not. No, my my sister is Victoria, but like Joanna fades. Bro, that's bro, just bro. yeah. That's tough. Barbara, my friends go to. 
Ever let a woman cut your hair? Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's Dude, the one percent audience of ours is canceling you. Two percent, actually. Two, I, let's 2%. go. We're up. Oh, we're up. We're handsome. That's, that's exactly what it is. Correct. That's tough. Straight. You know. Ben Simmons won Rookie of the Year over this player. We're about to talk about that player is Donovan Mitchell. Your boy, Donny. Donny boy. How's it feel, bro? People are down on him. They're dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So it was reported after the Rudy Gobert trade. That Jazz have no intentions of trading Donovan Mitchell, and they plan to retool around him. Now, Brian Rin- Windhorse also <clears throat> reported that he isn't planning on requesting a trade either, although he did ask management what the plan here is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's going to stand pat. He's not going to ask for a trade. So as of now, we're going off the assumption that Jazz are trying to build a team around Mitchell that can compete. Do you think they can still build a contender around him, or you think that ship has sailed? You want me to start, or you want to go? It's your boy. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start it okay. up. Um, no, hell no. <laughs> no. And it's, it's listen, Utah, you've had a great run. Donovan, I respect you for being loyal. You know what I'm saying? You want to stay, you try to figure out the plan. But if we're being honest, Utah's kind of stuck in this position where they're probably going to not be bad to the point where they'll have a top five pick but they're probably not going to be good enough to compete to make it even to the second round. So they're kind of stuck in this middle of the ground point. I thought they made a good trading trading for Rudy Gobert. They got picks back. They got some players. They're going to buy out Patrick Beverly, but they got Jared Vanderbilt and um, Malik Beasley, two still young players that can contribute. So that's good. They still got Bogdanovic. They still got Jordan Clarkson. I think at this point... Alexander Walker, he's not bad. Yeah, I think at this point, they should just trade Donovan Mitchell and go get a haul for him and just rebuild and start over from the bottom. I think at this point, you kind of reach your peak with this team. And Donovan Mitchell, I think at this position, cannot be the best player on a championship team. I think he is a guy that can be a number two, the dynamic score for the team, but he can't be a number one. And I think at this point, they should just trade him and get picks back for him and get a young player so I, I don't think let, this is the vibe let me ask you donovan mitchell with that statement alone can he ever be a top 15 player he was yeah so would you from here going he can't forward be, he can't ever be a top 10 player from here going forward do you consider donovan mitchell a top 15 player right now sure no he's like no way damn that's right you can send things like about 15, this team bro Saying that he can't be the best player in a championship team is a strong statement. No, it's not. It's the correct statement. I'm not disagreeing. Be. No, listen, I'm not disagreeing. But um, I'm, I'm saying for he's Rivs, probably like 15 to 17 range. I say that because I know that you're a huge Donovan supporter. You've been a huge Donovan he's supporter. He's 6'1", bro. Dame is also a top 12 player in the league. I don't think Dame can be the best player in a championship Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I think there's spicy, only a bro? few. I think there's uh, only it's a just because f- he's in like year 12. Yeah. But he's been oh, amazing. He's taking teams to the Western Conference Finals. He got like, swept. Because he's played against significantly <laughs> he, no, he blew, better teams. No, he, no, he blew, didn't. Agreed. He blew, agreed. He blew big agreed. leads. But I Every think, game no. they blew a lead. Oh, to, I understand what you're saying. I think yep. there's only Draymond a certain, Green average a triple-double that yeah, series. There's only a certain amount of guys that can really... Like, in terms of guards, yeah. there's only one guard there's that's one. done it. There's one. Yeah, so it's like, as a guard, being 6-1, I don't think he could be the best. Okay. I think the number two role is his role. Scorer. You know, be that guy, but the number one role, I don't think he could be that leader, the best player. I don't think that's okay. him. Uh, it's interesting. You have to go based on... Do you believe on, he can be the best player in the championship? No. 
Uh, I just wanted to gauge your your opinion because oh, no, no. I know you're the Donovan guy. What? Uh, no, they have no, no, no. To, they have to find an identity, right? Their their identity before was pretty mixed. You had the best rim protector in the NBA, Rudy Gobert, on your team, but you didn't surround him with any type of perimeter defense. The offensive output was really strong, and that's where Donovan Mitchell stri- strived in. But there was no middle ground on the defensive side of the ball. Now. What's your identity going to be? Are you guys going to be 100% offense and minimal defense, and you try and score 120 points every single game, and Donovan Mitchell's out there averaging 28 a game, and and we see Donovan Mitchell really just go to new heights offensively where he has to shoulder that load? Or are you guys going to finally realize, man, we need to start playing defense. We need to start having wing defenders to to really fill out this roster. Maybe to to shade Donovan Mitchell to how you guys keep alluding. He's a six one guard. Yes, he needs protection on the defensive side of the ball. I don't believe that they could build a team around him, but it it basically goes off identity. If he if they want to go one hundred percent offense, maybe that'll be their only chance. Because right now they have scores. Donovan Mitchell, Boyan, uh, Jordan Clarkson. Again, but these aren't... You have one guy here that is fringe elite in Donovan Mitchell, and the rest of these guys are really good scorers, but there's no one that's really going to put you over the top to contend with the, a Golden State, a Clippers, a Dallas Mavericks. They're, or Listen, the Nuggets are going to be right back, too. That's another team that you have to look at in the Western the Conference. The Nuggets cleared the Jazz. At this 100%. Point. This team just lacks star power. It's Donovan Mitchell and a lot of... Good to really good ball players at the absolute most. Uh, the Jazz, like you mentioned, yes, they should go in the direction of 100% rebuild. They're in a position where they're caught in limbo. There's too many teams right now that are better than them, but they're not bad enough where they're going to be in the lottery. So you get rid of Donovan, you put yourself in a position to be in 100% rebuild, and it'll benefit you in the future. So I disagree with both of you. Um Shocking. And <laughs> the Donovan Mitchell hater. And Riv. Yo, talk to me. You saying that what did I say? the Jazz are going to be good enough to where they're not going to be competitive, but they're not going to be bad enough to get a top pick, I think is wrong. That's facts. Because I agree with that statement 100%. This is the West. Are they going to be better, better than the Suns? No. Grizzlies? Nope. Warriors? Nope. Dallas? Nope. Denver? Nope. Minnesota? Nope. Pelicans? Nope. Clippers? Nope. Lakers, nope. Kings, yes. I don't know about be that. Right there, which is I which don't is, know about. I that. would take them over. The which Kings. is inevitably I, top twelve pick. Pers- that's not great. I personally wouldn't take them over the Kings. I mean, that's fine, but that's still a top 12, 11 pick. That's not. We're talking about a Kings team who now has what? The <laughs> Aaron Fox, okay. Kevin Herter, wow. uh, Malik Monk, that's incredible. Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, Demontis Sabonis. I didn't flinch once. <laughs> you said any of those. They names. definitely have more good players in the Jazz right you now. You think so? Yes, I one hundred percent. You think so? Yes. That's not. It's not even a. It's, it's not a debate for me. Okay. It's really not a debate for me. That's tough. That's that is an interestingly tough. Um, Harrison Barnes or Bjanovic, who's a better player? They're the same tier. I they swear are. to God, they, they, they are. are. Okay, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, both Donovan their clears. Best. Mm, okay. No, there's I mean, no, 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 no. I see what he's trying to do. What do you? What I'm, do you mean? Mm, De'Aaron Fox is a twenty-five point point game scorer. He's not too. even a top thirty player. You know it. <laughs> Whatever you know it. Bro. I feel like you, I get such a. It's so tough to gauge your opinion. You, Kevin, Kevin Herter. Kevin, no, I'm or, being dead. Okay, ass. Okay. I really mean Kevin this. Herter or whoever the Jordan shooting Clarkson? guard. Jordan Clarkson's better right now. I would take. We're Jordan talking. Clarkson. I'm talking about starting lineup because the starting lineup for for Utah is going to well, be Donovan's the, the start. The starting lineup for Utah is going to be Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, 
Boyan, uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Okay, so Vanderbilt, Fox clears Mitchell Walker clears. Kessler, bro. So, so, like, so uh, Fox clears They Conley. literally have no NBA. They, they have little to no NBA players on their team, bro. Who? The Jazz. Who's the, the Jazz going to start Conley, on this team. Mitchell Alexander Walker's on Bogdanovich. this team. Rudy Gay's on this team. Alexander Walker is mid. He's bro. like he's like the ninth player. player I agree. Bro, he's not even going to get any minutes. Rudy Gay's on this squad. Rudy Gay's a free agent. He's garbage. He's, it says and he's, he's not even good roster. anymore. Look, these are I literally outside of Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and Bojanovic, I have. These are the three good players I have on Utah. Talk to me. Malik Beasley, uh-huh. Patrick Beverly, uh-huh. Jared Vanderbilt. The young players. Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson, you're right. You're so right. seven. Okay. <clears throat> then the young players, Walker Kessler, Jared Butler, <laughs> Leandro Balmero, Nikhil oh. Alexander-Walker, and Yudoko Azubuki. So they have seven players. Yes. So how I, many do the Kings have? De'Aaron Fox. Right. Kevin Herter. Okay. Um, Keegan Murray. Rookie, but I'll give you. Okay. Harrison Barnes. Okay. DeMontis Sabonis. Okay. Rashawn Holmes is still there. That's fine. Malik Monk. Okay. Davion Mitchell. Okay. Um, Jeremy Lamb. He's not there no more. He's a free agent. So Metu. Metu sucks. Met what? Metu. He was a really good defensive player for them last year. I don't know much about Metu, so I'm not going to say anything. Okay. So they have eight to nine more. And I'm. St- Terrence I- Davis, too. Uh, now you're just naming people. He's not <laughs> just a guy, though. Like, he, he's, a, he's an okay role player. Okay, that's fair. I'll that, give you that. That's okay, fair. so the Jazz can still be better than okay. Them. That roster is not damaging. Okay, whatever. So so far, I have the Suns, Grizzlies, Warriors, Dallas Nuggets, Minnesota Pelicans, Clippers, Lakers for sure. Oh, facts. So nine. Portland. Facts. Portland. Ten. So ten. Ten. And okay. then eleven is I'm gonna put the Kings over them. Okay. What about the Spurs? I think Utah's, with Greg Popovich. I, would take I think Utah. Utah's better. And then they just traded Dejounte. I think Utah's okay. better. Okay. So that would okay. Okay. See. Take Utah. Utah right now. Houston. Utah. Okay. So that means Utah would be 12th in the West. A bottom five team in the West. According to you, yes. Okay. 12th in the West, right? Because the worst, the teams that are worse are the Rockets, OKC, and Spurs. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. In my opinion. So they'd be 12th in the West. In the East, Miami is better. Boston. I'll just name the bottom. Orlando. Okay. Let me just just do this because it's easier. Miami, yes. Mm Boston, yes. Milwaukee, yes. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, yes. Mm-hmm. Toronto, yes. Chicago, yes. Mm-hmm. Even with Brooklyn, whatever they get back for KD, mm-hmm. yes. Um, Atlanta, yes. Yes. Cleveland, that's nine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the Wizards, maybe they're like the same. So yeah, maybe. I-, I would put the Wizards over though. What about the Hornets? Wizards are mid in the same tier. I would take the Hornets. The Knicks, same tier. The Pacers, same tier. Oh no, they're better than the Pacers. The Pistons, they're better than the Pistons. The Magic. Ooh, definitely better are they the better than the Pistons? Those are all the same tier So teams. what you're telling me is that there are going to only be about six to seven teams worse than Utah. No, 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 no. I have, I had five teams in the West that they're better than you didn't have five teams in the West. There's a difference. 14, I think, oh, okay. So you have them over so in I, the West. I, in the West, you have them over Houston, OKC, Sacramento, San Antonio. Yes, That's yes. four. So That's the, not five. Okay, four, pardon me. So and then in the East, I so the you don't think Kate... Cunningham takes a big enough leap where they'd be better than Utah no, with the moves that they've made, too. I don't think so. Okay. So you have the Pistons worse. You have Orlando. the Magic worse. Yeah. You have the Pacers worse. Yes. And then I have. 
And then the the other the fringe teams are the Hornets, Knicks, and Wizards. Yes. So they'll be around that. So, so that's that, 10, 10 to, 11 teams. To me, I think they'd be the eighth worst team in the league, personally. Because I think the Knicks will be better. I think the Wizards will be better. I think the Hornets will be better. So I And I am higher on the Pistons than you, too. Okay. So according to me, because I don't have – I have the Kings over them as well. Mm. The only teams that I see being worse than them – are Orlando and even then they were a really good defensive team last year. I wouldn't rule it out. They take right. a leap, but just for the sake of it, Orlando, Indiana, I could see Charlotte too, just because they they lost Miles Bridges and they they haven't done anything this off season. Um, OKC, that's four. Houston, that's five. Craig, Greg Popovich is still coaching San Antonio. I'm not going to rule them completely out just yet. Team's mid, dude. So I have. I have them being like the sixth worst team in the NBA. And if that happens with the draft class that features no, the Sco- draft class Scoot Henderson, Victor Wembanyama, Anthony Black, Nick Smith, Cam Whitmore, they can get one of these top players and then they can start this rebuild. Uh, to me, I don't think the obvious answer is to trade Donovan Mitchell just because of how much they got back for Gobert. I didn't think they were going to get this much back from. You know, throughout the season, I was clamoring for them to rebuild it all. But they have a lot of assets, and they brought in good perimeter defenders in Pat Bev and Jared Vanderbilt. They're going to have $40 million in cap space next offseason. They could get a top pick in this year's draft, and they have three first-round picks in next year's draft. They have their own. They have Minnesota's, and they're going to have the worst one between Houston, Brooklyn, and Philadelphia. And they have three other future first-rounders from Minnesota after the 2023 draft. So the Utah Jazz, to me, are in a position where they can rebuild this team around Donovan Mitchell the right way, and Danny Ainge has shown that he can do that. Like, Danny Ainge has built rosters in Boston. When we thought they were going to be bad with Isaiah Thomas, they shock everybody. They're really good. They make the playoffs. Then one year they make the first seed. And from the, there, he just kept building on that roster. And that roster wasn't built on free agency moves. It was built on making big-time trades mm-hmm. and drafting players in the draft at, at a high position. But my thing is, we all are in agreement that he cannot be the best player <clears throat> on a championship team. If they get Victor Wembanyama, what happens? That's my thing. That's where I'm going so with it. So they this. have to get the number one overall pick? Not even, even Anthony Black. I think he's a very good player. Not even that. Even if they do get a top prospect, they have to wait for that top prospect to develop, to develop for them to have a chance to be a championship team. They're not. Let's be realistic. Nobody's going to Utah in free agency. They're going to get a couple good players, yeah, but nobody's going to Utah. So no star. Yeah, no star. But they'll, get a, they'll get good role players. Yeah, so it's like on. you have to wait. Why wait when you can just trade Mitchell and get more things back and just develop around the new group of young guys? Because I don't think there's a market for Mitchell right now. I don't. Because, for one, every, every team right now was waiting on the Kevin Durant move to happen. That's fair. That's so fair. every team right now was not trying to trade for Donovan Mitchell because they don't want to give up all their assets knowing Kevin Durant is still out there for the taking. So every team that's trying to contend is not looking at Donovan Mitchell. But they're they don't looking have to at, trade Mitchell right now. I know. I know. But I feel like they're looking at KD first. And yeah, how course. long is this KD thing going to happen? And we just saw what Rudy Gobert went for and all the assets mm. that they got, uh, you know, went for him. The Don, Donovan Mitchell, look, I understand Rudy Gobert was the anchor defensively. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is the better playoff performer. He's the better player overall. He was the best player on that team. That being said... 
he's going to demand significantly more assets than Gobert. You're going to have to, like, they were talking about the Knicks potentially trading seven of our our first round picks for Donovan Mitchell alone. That, that was a report that was out nuts. there. And that's what Utah, that's what Danny Ainge wants in return for, mm-hmm. for Donovan Mitchell. That's why I feel like just based on the assets they have, one, they're not going to pull the trigger and trade him soon. Danny Ainge has never done that with any player, even Boston. When Marcus Smart was playing poorly, what did he do? He, he hung on to him. Jalen Brown, with all the trade talks, he, he hung on to him. He doesn't trade players just out of a Rudy feeling. Rudy Gobert kind of just went rap- more, more quickly than I was expecting. They got back four first-round picks. Oh, no, but he got traded fast. But that has nothing to do with the point. The point is... No, the point is that Danny Ainge is not going to make he's a meticulous. trade. He's meticulous. Yeah, and the I point is, that. is that Danny Ainge is going to trade you only if he sees that he is going to fleece you in that trade. I don't That's know, I, really it. I love, and I love Donovan Mitchell, but I just think he, you have a cap on your team when he's the best player on your team. They can be stuck. They, Especially they could, when you don't have the personnel to suit his play style. Let me ask you, what's the difference between Utah now... Mm-hmm. And what Bradley Beal has been going through with Washington in the past couple of years, with this current roster, we don't know yet. I don't think this roster makes the playoffs. I, I mean, think the Wizards just the Wizards never really had good players outside of Beal and, and Russ. The difference, Gafford was good. I guess the difference is Donovan Mitchell isn't Boyan. Boyan is. A really good ball player. He's nothing more than really good. He's a he's a really good da- offensive Daniel, talent. Mike Conley's Jordan washed. Clarkson's really good. I'm not disagreeing. He'll probably retire soon. Thank not God. disagreeing. Daniel Gafford's Vanderbilt's better than any center to look they have. To. Vanderbilt is an energy player. Yeah, he he is he is good for a team that is competing. But for a team like Utah that is not going to compete, it's going to be very Malik, tough to watch. Malik Beasley was good not this season, the season prior. He was disappointing this year, but who knows how he comes out next season. He's somebody who gets into trouble. He's somebody who's inefficient. You can't count on him consistently. The only difference is Mitchell isn't getting paid as much as Bradley Bill. That's the real difference here. I think the teams are probably similar, but even then, Washington was competitive for a little bit. They fell off immensely. The difference also is that... The I mean, U- were they really competitive? I mean, they were only competitive when it was Wall and him. No, nah, I mean like in the beginning of the year. Like this okay, year, I, I guess. The Utah Jazz also have Donovan Mitchell on lock for three years on a pretty friendly deal. They're not going to just if trade Utah him. Was a market, excuse me, if Utah was a market for any, any type of free agency move, then maybe this would be intriguing to me. Because like you mentioned, Donovan is on a team-friendly deal. But who wants to go play in Utah? If I'm Utah, the first thing I'm doing is I'm blowing it up. But by not trading Mitchell, though. Well, you can't. Well, but that's Conley basically has what no they I'm trading. I'm trading Bogdanovich. I'm getting what Ooh. I can get for him. What is contract? I'm trading Conley. Uh, I'm trading no those guys. Yeah, really, there is Conley no market no for him. You said they were going to buy out Pat Bev? Yeah, I saw a report earlier that said they would buy out Pat Bev. So you're talking about a team that, let's let's just say they buy out Pat Bev. Right. It's Mike Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Vanderbilt, Walker Kessler, Malik Beasley, mm-hmm. Clarkson. That's really it. And then Jared Butler, if you want to believe in Bolmero, Nikhil Alexander Walker, like whatever. Like they don't they don't have a center right now. Their defense was the tent was the tenth best defense last year, but they just lost Gobert. I doubt anybody on that team is gonna feel the defensive impact that he left. Absolutely not. I never have a that. coach. Will Hardy, yeah, he's their new coach. Who he's an up and coming coach who has gotten a lot you of praise. See it to believe it. No, I understand what you're saying, but Danny Ainge also hired an up-and-coming coach in Boston, Brad Stevens. That's true. And he that turned roster, out to be great. Hey, rosters, though, 
They roasted was pretty firm though in Boston. No, it wasn't. It was not. What you mean? Not all the time. Brad Stevens' first season it was Marcus Smart, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, no, but Evan I'm saying Turner, outside Jared of his first like, couple of years, his rosters was firm for the most part. Yeah, but the first couple of years he he overachieved. Yeah, that's like, true. I mean, by yeah, a wide margin. But that's him being a great. Him showing me. He's it a great also was far better than what anyone ever imagined. It was somebody who Brad Stevens schemed up for consistently on the offensive side of the ball, that, and that would that's what allowed him to average twenty nine points per game. Like Isaiah Thomas in any other system in the NBA was not averaging twenty nine. He averaged twenty nine because Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is a great coach, place no for doubt. Him, like consistently, that was his only guy. It was his only offensive guy. It was him. Avery literally the starting lineup was Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder. That's ACF. They beat Washington. They did. Because Isaiah Thomas. And they lost by 40 in yeah. the UCF. Yes, they did. Indeed, that they was, did. Uh, that was an insane day. Yeah. But I'm saying, Jazz, with the assets, you hit on the draft, you sign the right players. So, hypothetically, let's say, what if they don't get a top 10 pick? Because they're going to get chance. a top 10 no, pick. No, 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 no. Just there's listen a to this hypothetical. Because we can play both hypotheticals. What if they don't get a top 10 pick? If they don't get a, a top 10 pick. there's a chance they don't get it. If they don't get a top 10 pick, then they got to hit on the pick, regardless. Regardless of where they're at in the draft, they have to hit on the pick. Well, I mean, if you, you have just have a higher pick, chance, higher in realistically, the draft. if you have a top five pick. But do you think with this current roster, there's a they're, they're not going to be a bottom ten team in the NBA? There's a chance they couldn't be. There's a lot of pretty bad teams in the uh, league. I don't think so, bro. There's a lot of if, if Donovan Mitchell is as good as I think he is, I think they'll be hovering around the ten. I'm gonna be honest, bro. Team. The only like true bad teams I see in the NBA, <laughs> at mm-hmm. least like roster construction wise, are the Spurs, the Thunder, the Rockets. And even them, like they have a lot of talent on that squad. Um, out, out like Ooh. especially OKC. Oh, I think yeah. OKC. I mean, we, we, we thought the Spurs would be the worst team in the league last year. Yeah, and then they ended up in the plan. So and the, the Pacers. How many games under five? That's my point, though. It's like they can in the in the West. Are you talking? You talking be better than the Kings? The Pacers, but th- those are really like the only teams I see that like. Oh yeah, they're gonna be bad, but. The Pistons, bro, with Ivy, Cade, Sadiq. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of wait and see things with them. Bagley, Durin. Like, I like that squad a lot. I No, I like Orlando this. with Franz Wagner. He just had he just oh, finished top four yeah. rookie of the year. That's from Paolo Boncaro. Markel Fultz is now healthy. He's what? He's now healthy. You don't even know that. What do you mean? I don't know that. He, he can literally, literally get healthy. hurt. He, but he can get hurt but again. But he's healthy he's now. Old. He's, you just, he no, 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 no. Nah, Rick. He's right now injury, he's healthy. He's an injury right concern. Right now he's healthy. He's talking about, he's an injury about Jonathan Isaac because he hasn't played. Fultz is an injury concern all the time. He he's an injury concern. Same thing with Jonathan Isaac. And Orlando is relying. You're relying on rookies and sophomores pretty much. That's tough for me to sell. I, I still have to wait and see A on that. A team that they were one of They're, the better defensive teams were. in the second half of the no, season. They, they, they were definitely, but that's still, I don't know. That's I got to wait and see on that one. You're relying on a lot of youth there. Same thing with Detroit. So wait and see with a lot you're of You're relying t- on a lot of youth, but you have a lot of good players. Yeah, you do have a lot of good players. Like Utah has that one guy in Mitchell, then everybody else is. Good players. Whatever. I mean, you can't, you, can't, strong. you can't sit there and say Cole Anthony's a good player and then call Jordan Clarkson whatever. You can't yeah, do that. I didn't say I didn't call no, Jordan Clarkson. That's, no, no, but you just saying said it's Mitchell and then a bunch of whatever. Yes, you correct. literally just said you can't Outside, do that. Because you just did that because the, the Kings Con- have a I bunch think, of. I think Mike Conley's washed. He is washed. Mitchell, Clarkson, Bojanovic. Those are three good players. Malik Beasley is a pretty good player. Malik Beasley is not better than Gary Harris. You named Davion Mitchell, but you won't name Malik Beasley. Are you serious? 
Davion Mitchell is a lockdown defender who also who brings can, something he, on the a, defense side of the ball. Oh my! They literally call him off night. They call him off night. He's called off night. I like Davion. You know what? You, you know what's hilarious? About? This is the same guy that was trolling him for know, a year. I know. And now he's called off night. It's, no, it's insane. I didn't to troll him. Every time I bring up Davion Mitchell, yeah, he laughs. What are you I talking about? I age. didn't troll him. You, I laughed because you said he was going to start next to De'Aaron Fox, bro. That's why I laughed. Why? Kevin Hurd is better, bro. They're both six <laughs> one. Uh huh. You're gonna have a, two six one starting guards. That's what the Knicks were about team? to do with who? <laughs> with with the with, uh, quickly. No, because there, there's really no Facts. no the, quickly in Brunson. You said <laughs> that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. I mean, that's what's the difference between starting Davion Mitchell and Fox and da- uh, Fox and I Kevin never Herter. said they were gonna no maxing. What do you mean? It's gonna be Fox, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes. That's their. their have, starting. have you actually watched Kevin Herter play basketball? He's not a bad player. Oh, okay. I watched him go off in the playoffs. Kayvon? Huh? Kayvon? <laughs> they called him uh, Red Red Robin uh, Clay Thompson. Come on, bro. He's ass. What do you mean, come on, bro? K- yeah, he definitely was so, but, but like I said, But like season. I said, What's up? Mitchell, Bajanovic, and Clarkson. Jared Vanderbilt. He's okay. He's is, okay. Jared Vanderbilt, I can name like seven players in Orlando better than him. In Orlando? Or yes. more talented? No, that are better than him currently. Like, like impact the game more than him? Yeah. Seven? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can. Interesting. I'm dead ass. You're low in Orlando. That's interesting for me. I'm not even low in Orlando. I'm really not. I'm not low in Orlando. Can you name seven? Yeah, I think Gary Harris is better than him. Okay. All right, so I'm assuming Paolo. I'm assuming I Franz. I think Franz is better. I think Paolo's better. I think Wendell Carter is better. I, you th- um, I think Terrence Frost is just as good as him impact-wise. Interesting. Um, Very interesting. Cole Anthony is an argument, depending on what you need at guard. This is interesting. Cole Anthony is... Mid, he is Mar- mid. mid Markel, Markel he shouldn't Fultz. be a starter in the NBA. Markel Fultz, I give Jared, I like Van- Jared Vanderbilt. You named Gary Harris. Gary Harris was really good last year. What are you talking about? So was Jared Vanderbilt. And he was actually more impactful for a playoff team. And I'm shocked because I so felt like you were a, a Vanderbilt supporter during the season. Hard and soul in Timberwolves. Jared Vanderbilt is one of those players that yes, he's is a glue guy on a team that is competitive. But if you drop him on a team like the Jazz that are going to suck, his deficiencies are going to be very apparent. So what, what's going to be the difference between him not not really impacting a non-playoff team and Gary Harris not impacting a non-playoff team? What's the difference? Well, Gary Harris, we know he can plug him in anywhere and he can be 3 and D. He we, shot 38% from 3 but last year. But you just year. admitted that Jared Vanville on the playoff team The reason team why Vanderbilt was added into the trade was because he can't play alongside Gobert. He no, can't I, shoot. I understand that part. But my thing is, you say, you're you saying there's seven players that are better than Jared Vanderbilt. But I don't see the difference in what Vanderbilt is going to do and what Gary Harris is going to do in non-playoff For example, teams. what is P.J. Tucker on a non-playoff team? You know I love P.J. Tucker, but what is Mr. he on a non-playoff Corner team? But he hasn't point. been that in years. He's never been that ever. He's always been on the team that's been competitive for the most part, outside of like one year in Phoenix. I mean, as long as you, but even you, when but, he was on Phoenix, I feel like this is an empty statement, though, and I don't mean this in an, in a rude way. So I don't want you to take. Oh, it you like can I'm be as rude. No, I'm just care. saying that. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, just because he's in a situation where right now we're assuming that Utah is not going to be a playoff team, which it's safe to say, but just because he's not going to be on a playoff team automatically means that his engine's going to be lower. I don't. I feel like that's unfair to him. Like we need to see him do that before we can definitively say that he's not going to have drive. I never, he's not I never, motor. one, I never say he's not going to have drive or motor. But, but that speaks to the energy that he what brings he, to the what court. He is he averaged seven points in twenty five minutes last year, bro. He shot fourteen percent from three. Definitely not an Four, offensive player. He is not an offensive player at all. Correct to the point that so defense doesn't does he, matter. So does he need to be that? 
With Utah? It, it Not depends. really at all. I mean, with Utah, with how bad of a team they're going to have to be, he's probably going to be asked to do more offensively. He's a glue guy. Not really. I mean, he's a glue guy. Like he, like if anything, glue guy, he's glue be guys the fifth are option. glue guys are fine. But if you place them in situations that aren't winning cultures, their weaknesses are very apparent. Well, let's we got to see it first. That's facts. But like I said, like Vanderbilt, he's a good player for Utah. Like these are the good players I've listed for Utah: Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt, um, and outside of like Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Before and Donovan stage, Mitchell, yeah, yeah. it's Vanderbilt and it's Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley, him or Gary Harris right now, bro. I trust Gary Harris more right now than Malik Beasley. You no 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 Wait, you mean like who's better or who you trust to because one is just always in trouble. But in terms of who's a better basketball player, it's Malik Beasley and it's not really close. I, 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 what are we he doing? He averaged here? twelve points last year, bro. He struggled, but we know Gary who's Harris averaged eleven. He averaged eleven on thirty eight percent from three and better for better So he's a three and D guy. Get yeah, me. but Gary Harris can play defense. Malik Beasley doesn't play Malik defense. Malik Beasley averaged 38 points. Uh, 38% from three, excuse me. Um, but yes, that's fair. Defense definitely matters, especially for Utah. Like Malik, Malik Beasley is a good player, but like on, on Utah, he might have empty stats because there's not a lot of scores on his team. But really, like Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, those aren't players that move you. Like There are more teams that have so much more depth than that. I mean, like not, if those are your best two players off the bench, bro. Like, but you can't listen. Say, I think we're understanding that Utah's not going to be good. Yeah, but you can't say those players don't move me and then name me guys from Orlando. Correct. You can't. You can't. Like, and then from the Kings, you like it's we're talking about the same quality of players. So in the same quality of team. So if you're going to say those two guys don't move you in a rotation, then Kevin and Herter Utah and Davion has, Mitchell don't move me either. Utah has the best player out of all the bottom tier teams by far. They do, but they have the worst depth also. Yeah, but all realistically, all their depths is just like whatever. Their starting five is not great, but it's they just don't have a not center. as bad as the rest of the field on these yeah. bottom tier teams. On the bottom tier teams, but my argument to you is not that Utah is going to be as bad as those bottom tier no. teams. My argument is Isn't that, that they're going to saying then? no. My argument that is that they're they're going to be a bottom six team in the NBA. Oh, I don't think they'll be a bottom. Like, six. I think I think for one, my initial statement was that they're going to be a bottom ten team. For certain, there's no doubt about it that they're a bottom ten team with this current roster's construction. There's no, there's no way I see them not being a bottom ten team in the NBA unless Donovan Mitchell's just. Even though, like we've Amazing. seen that though, that like sucks they're, they're going to be one of the worst defensive teams in, a, in the league next year. If they're a bottom ten team, though, like if they're the tenth seed, there's a chance that they can fall out the top ten. Yeah, but that's my whole thing. I, I don't think they'll be bottom six. I, I just don't think they'll be bottom six because I think Donovan Mitchell's better than advertised about. Bottom six is insane. I think they'll be like the 10th, 11th team in the league. My analysis is all based on that I think Utah is going to be pretty horrible next I, season. Clearly, I get and that. they're going to be so bad that they're going to get one of the top picks in the draft, and they're going to draft a player that has the chance to, t- the, to change around their franchise and actually be a cornerstone player for them. But and if then they move are... off, they move in that direction. Okay. All right. I mean, if they ain't getting Victor, you, you trust and you think Anthony Black? Ain't you been high on him? He's good. You gotta you gotta wait and see with these guys though. They all about to go to college though, and um, the G League and stuff like that. So. I mean, all the, this draft is stacked, bro. It is stacked. But this you know, draft that, that, is as good as the 20, 2021 That's draft. what they say, but then that can change in a year. So it can, but they have three picks in this stacked draft right now. Yeah, three picks. That's gonna be huge for them going forward. They still gotta wait for them to develop. By the time Don, what Donovan Mitchell's, what, how old is he? Twenty four. He's twenty five. By the time they develop, it could be they could be like, like twenty nine. Wouldn't you rather put your team in a position where now they're actually just let in them content- eat? 
They're also actually in contention for the number one overall pick. Let's say you get a Victor Wembanyama, who you actually can build the franchise around. Because do you think there's a situation where you have these plethora Mike, of assets? Like, like Mike Conley comes back for another year, right? Because I think his contract is up after next season, or he and they draft a point guard and they have to like wait behind Mike Conley. Nobody's gonna wait behind Mike Conley. That's my thing though. What if Utah does some dumb shit like that? It's then not it's gonna like, happen. It's like what was the it, point, bro? Mike Conley is washed. Oh, I it's agree. Not gonna happen. But he will be starting for well, an NBA team next season. Ne- right now, yes. Yeah. Right now, yes. And if his contract, I don't know, I, I really don't know this. Sometimes, if his contract goes past next season, they're screwed because there's still no market for him. The thing where we differ here is that you, you guys are on twenty twenty four free agent. Oh, you guys are on the boat that they should just trade Mitchell now and just completely rebuild. I think, no, I think eventually. Yeah. I think they're already in rebuild and I I don't even though Mitchell's a great offensive player, I think that with Mitchell still, they are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Well, my no, my thing is I think when you I think you've pretty much peaked at what your team can be with Donovan Mitchell as your best player. So, you might as well start over and go get another best player. That's it was thing. never it was never truly built around Mitchell completely though. Um, because Rudy Gobert was there before. I understand that, but and he team, was he he was impactful. The reason why I say that is because Utah never really got to embrace a full rebuild because they went to the playoffs. They made it with Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward left. Donovan Mitchell got drafted, mm-hmm. and then Mitchell surprised everybody as a rookie and led them to the playoffs. Right, but he was ne- like they never fully built it around Mitchell. Reason why I don't disagree at all with what he's saying is because if they really did then they would have realized this guy is a liability defensively let's put guys behind him on the wing to to help shade him a little bit and they never did like we I mean, they, we talk about that with Gobert. They, i don't think they did but really it should be more centered around they Donovan. did it but they did at the same time they brought in mike conley they brought in bogdanovich for spacing so it's like but these are for, for offensive purposes yeah that's true i don't i don't know i still think like that's the all-in move for Utah was bringing in Mike Conley for thirty million dollars when they traded for him. It's true. That that was the all-in move that they made in the twenty nineteen offseason. I believe mm-hmm. they were the first seed the very next season, so it worked for one year. Then they got bounced out the playoffs. But Utah was always yeah. stuck in limbo of are we building around Gobert? Or are we building around Mitchell? At first, Utah was. <clears throat> A defensive juggernaut. They were all in on defense. They had Rubio there. They had Jay Crowder there. They were defense. They were all in on defense. Then they pivoted and said, "You know what? Let's go go all in on offense." And they had no balance. So they were always stuck in limbo between building around Gobert or building around Mitchell. And they never fully committed to one. They committed to Mitchell towards the end a little bit, but they went with an all offense approach, and they were left with. Severe liabilities on defense. So how do you build around Mitchell? I think you build around Mitchell by bringing in shot creators that can defend. That's what he, I think. But that, but that means he's going to have to play the one. And he still has his playmaking ability has not elevated since he's gotten to the league. So you think so you like just hypothetically, yeah. you don't think if they get an Anthony Black, who's a, who's a point forward that helps Mitchell. And I know he's like a rookie. I mean, he's not uh, a rookie. He he's a, just a, you know. Um, he's a prospect still, but it helps. But that still means he's going to play off ball sometimes. Yeah. Mitchell, Mitchell has to elevate as a playmaker. I think, yeah, for sure. But I, I think right now is Utah didn't work because the big the duo between Mitchell and Gobert yeah. just wasn't there. You know, and Gobert offensively left much Limited. to be desired. Correct. Yeah. 
And we, we knew Gobert getting that contract. I mean, you give him a Supermax, $41 million. Yeah, you had to. But it limits everything you can do. They couldn't spend in free agency. They couldn't get free agency. But again, agents. we've spoken about it ad nauseum. Who is going to Utah? Nobody. But Yanovich went to Utah as a free agent. That man said by Yanovich. Bojanovic. It's a really Bogdanovich. good ball player. That's really it. No, Bogdanovich is good. But like I'm saying, they can get players in Utah. They're not going to get stars. But that's where I feel like they'll tank this season. They'll try to get that top prospect. And then Danny Ainge, I trust in his moves. Like, I think he's going to build this. He's going to build Utah Jazz up. I'm not sure if it's going to be with Donovan Mitchell like two, three years from now. Yeah. But I am pretty firm that Mitchell is probably staying in Utah for at least a season. And I I trust Danny Ainge at least building Utah up with Mitchell back to a playoff contender and long-term as like a really, really talented, exciting team that – they haven't been. They've just been good, solid, but they haven't been exciting. It is Danny Ainge. If you're going to put your faith in Sorry. one of these GMs, Danny Ainge is going to be that guy. Riv, you've been low on the Kings all show, and we you know, we talked about the Jazz and the Kings. So now we're going to talk about it now. John, who's on the show often, <laughs> made a TikTok about them saying that, hey, listen, the Kings, they have a pretty good roster. They have some good NBA players. Uh, so how much noise can the Kings make in the West's upcoming season and I don't want you to start. I want Drew to start with this because last year you had them as a playing team. You're too early, Almost man. making the playoffs. You're too early. So you said you're too early right now. Do you think this is the year they finally do it? Uh, I don't know, man. We literally just rattled off a bunch of teams in the Western Conference that I do clean have over them. You get to that that spot of the the Lakers, the Blazers, the Pelicans, the the. The Timberwolves, these are teams that I just definitely look at and just don't know if the Kings are going to be able to to be on their level. Maybe Portland. Uh, it depends on how Damian comes back and how that team, given the new construction of it, ends up shaping out to be and playing together. Uh, but Sacramento, 100%, this roster is cute. De'Aaron Fox, Kayvon, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray that they just drafted, and we spoke about it on a show uh, uh, last week, that... The Keegan Murray selection was one that was necessary, but one that was going to inevitably be criticized because Jaden Ivey was able to be selected. But Sacramento Kings have drafted a point guard three years running. They couldn't have done it again. And Keegan Murray is going to be a fine ball player. He fits what the Kings needed. So I was fine with drafting uh, for for need, for necessity. Uh, and, And Sabonis, whether... You guys, you know, believe it or not, Sabonis is still an all-star caliber player. Regardless of what you say, that is what Sabonis is. This this roster is not bad. There are just teams that you look at in the Western Conference that are better. Are there their ceiling? You have to look at it from right now. Is a playing team, but that's really it. I don't see it much much more than that. But this is definitely going in the right direction if you're a Kings fan. You've been in misery for years and years and years. But at least there's some type of structure here. They're trying to do their best to form this roster around De'Aaron Fox and surround him with with guys that, that can also create for themselves and, and hit shots and when when they, they get the ball. But this really is all about De'Aaron Fox and if he's able to be the best player on a team in I don't know if he's able to to bring this team to the playoffs. You can go. I like the Kings. Yeah. I like the Kings this season. I get it. And 
I don't know if the audience has noticed this trend with me. It, it's actually this the first year that we've actually had a lot of traction on the show. Last year there was traction on the show Last for year sure. Got it going. Um, to the point that you know people did see my Minnesota take. When it comes to predicting teams for the upcoming season, there's no one better than me. It's as simple as that. When I like a team and I see potential in that team and I say, look, hey, watch out for that team. Watch out for that one over there. That team usually tends to be the one that people are surprised by. This past season, it was Minnesota. It was the Minnesota Timberwolves. And for you to don this uh, title on your name, let's hear another one outside of Minnesota. Um. You want for last season? I don't think I had I'm, one. I'm just you saying that there's no one better. We want to hear your track record. I'm just saying. Okay, give me you the want me to record. NFL? Want me to name NFL? Oh, so we're going NFL. I thought NBA. Like you okay, know, we're talking let's, NBA. Let's do NBA, this NBA show. Let's do NBA standings for the. I'm just gonna be quick with this. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what your track record is. Let's do NBA standings for the 2021 season, the 2020 and 2021 season. So in the like the Pelicans got to be that team for me like that's the obvious one are the Kings yours? Oh, the year before this past season it was Minnesota. The year before it was Phoenix. When they made the Chris Paul trade, I said they're the top three seed in the West. They finished with the second seed in the West. And everybody at the time they didn't think the CP three was a home run move. Oh, really? They did not. Really? They did not. After he took that OKC team to the playoffs. Yes, but people thought that Phoenix. They thought they'd make the playoffs, but they they didn't think they'd be a top three seed. I said they'd be a top three seed. It's documented. We can go back and look at the footage. That's all right, man. I believe it. And then in football, 2018, Chicago Bears go 12-4, Mr. Trubisky. 2019, the Washington. What about your Raiders? Washington. The Raiders, well, they folded every single year. This past season, I had two, Minnesota and Philadelphia. Philadelphia impressed me. So for the most most part, Vikings didn't completely flop. They just lost a lot of close games. They were underwhelming. They were, but mm-hmm. they lost a lot of close games. So when it comes to projecting teams, I'm pretty good at that. Well, I say all this to say that is is Sacramento one of those? I'm on the fence about them. I'm definitely okay. I'm definitely leaning towards putting your stamp yes, of approval on them. I'm definitely leaning towards playing the twelve yes, E Moran stamp. I yes, I know that the West is tough, so I'm not going to say they're a playoff lock. Yeah, but when we're talking about the playing, yeah, of course they can do it. The additions they made were awesome. Monty McNair in his exit pre- in his uh, exit press conference said that he wanted to surround his team with shooters. Yep. That's something that the Kings have lacked for years. The year before this, they their team was Bielitsa, Buddy Heald, Bogdanovich. No, I'm looking at the the year before that. Before that, uh-huh. <laughs> the year before this past season, Buddy Heald inconsistent. Although he's a really good shooter, Rashawn Holmes, Marvin Bagley. Maurice Harkless, DeLon Wright, Matu. These are good players, but are they like really, really good NBA players or not? Right? They're not. But Monty McNair, his one thing has been that he wants to surround his team with shooting because shooting has been the problem for the Kings the past couple of seasons. Defense has been the problem with the Kings the past couple of seasons. So what does McNair do? McNair goes out and hires a defensive guru in Mike Brown, who the Warriors this past season credited with their improved defense, with Clay Thompson coming back, being great defensively, he credits Mike Brown for that. For Steph Curry being defensively, being better defensively, mm-hmm. he credits Mike Brown for that, for pushing him every single day. For Jordan Poole being better defensively, he credits Mike Brown. And then you add shooters in Kevin Herter, 
Malik Monk, who are 38% three-point shooters or above. Keegan Murray, who is a very good shooter. He he's a he's a polished prospect. We, we've been seeing what he's doing in summer league. He's averaging 20 points, 8 rebounds, shooting 51% from the field and 44% from three. And Monty McNair, these past three drafts, has, has been pretty good. He's, he's drafted Keegan Murray. Tyrese. Tyrese, um, Tyrese Halliburton Davion. and Davion Mitchell. I think that's a pretty good track record so far for Monty McNair in the draft. He really hasn't messed up King's picks like they usually mess up in the past. We're looking at a starting lineup of De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, DeMontis Sabonis. That's cute. At the minimum, it's cute. You're looking at a bench of Malik Monk, Davion Mitchell, Rashawn Holmes, who... Am I am I crazy for saying Rashawn Holmes is a starter on a lot of teams in the NBA? I would love for him I, to I'm not crazy for that. What is about that what about Davion Mitchell? He's not a starter on the guard position in the NBA is stacked, but he's a guy who averaged 11 points per game last year as a rookie, 4.4 assists, and he's Patrick Beverly, but I think he has more offensive upside than Patrick Beverly. In my opinion, that's Davion Mitchell. <clears throat> I'm with Malik you. Monk, who for the Lakers last year, he was huge for you guys. He stabbed me in the you know, back. He had a really great season. I didn't want to mention him out of boycotting Malik Monk. Malik Monk is also playing it. with his former counterpart in De'Aaron Fox. I love that. Terrence Davis is not a bad player either, a bad rotational player. And Chemezi Metu, who last year was a very good wing player for Sacramento off the bench as well. And they also have an overseas prospect that may or may not join the team in Sasha Venzenkov, mm. who's been very, very great overseas. He has until July 20th to sign his NBA contract, or else he'll he'll be back with his team in Greece. But that's something to be excited about. Mike Brown said, there's just a lot of opportunity here for this place to explode, and I want to be a part of it. This team hasn't made the playoffs since 2006. They're hungry to make the playoffs. Now, the biggest question mark is De'Aaron Fox. And the biggest question mark is De'Aaron Fox's defense. Offensively, I'm not worried about him. It's defensively. He said this. Obviously, I walked away impressed with his speed. This Mike Brown saying this about about De'Aaron Fox. Obviously, I walked away impressed with his speed, but I thought he was a dog defensively. Brown said of Fox. This is when he went and saw him in a high school in AAU. So there's going to be a lot of pressure of him coming from me not anybody else, to get back to what I know he can do on this level night in and night out. That's from Mike Brown. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to be significantly better on the defensive side of the ball. And when Tyrese Halliburton got traded from Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox quietly in the month of November in eight games averaged 27. November? No, month of um, February, my bad. De'Aaron Fox averaged 27 points, four rebounds, six assists, shot 50% from the field, and 35% from three. Then in March, in eight more games, he averaged 31, four rebounds, 7.4 assists, 50% from the field, and 40% from three. And with DeMontis, when he plays with DeMontis Sabonis, he's averaging around these numbers. He's already had a season where he's averaged 25 points per game. You know what the the fact is? that you talk about De'Aaron Fox, like he's some scrub, is disrespectful. The team's now, made. Now, De'Aaron Fox is going to have a big-time season next year along with Sabonis. They have the proper depth around this team, and they're going to be a playing team, 100%. Do you guys think there's a gap between – them in Portland, I think this roster is better than Portland. Yeah, Portland and Ooh. them is the. I think this roster is better right than Portland. I'm just stretching. I'm about to talk. Who? You know? who? Chill. Let, let me ask you, Drew. 
Who uh, on Portland is is there a player on Portland outside of Dame that's better than Demontis Sabonis? No, absolutely not. Is there a duo on Portland that's better than a duo of De'Aaron Fox and Demontis Sabonis? Definitely not. What, what about Portland that just signed Nurkic, who's always injured, Jeremy Grant, who only cares about stats and losing, and they're they're what? What's their depth looking like? Shaden Sharp, who doesn't look like he cares about basketball. Simon's I love Anthony Simons. Yeah, yeah, I love that. But really, we're Josh talking. Josh Hart's on the squad. Uh, I think he was resigned. River, are you telling me this team? This team of Portland, I, I'm just assuming Simons is coming off the bench. Right, right. Are you telling me this team in Portland with Dame, Gary Payton, uh, the second, Josh Hart, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, and Nurkic is better than this starting line that the Kings have? It's with, not. It's uh, not. It's not. Are you done? It's Don't not. Spiel? <laughs> and do you think Chauncey Billups is going to be a better coach than Mike Brown? Uh, oh. He's not. Okay. Ugh. You guys, you guys are hilarious. You two. You, I expected this from you because of last year. But you. <laughs> now the you're the Fox potential. guy. I'm really um, interested to what you have to say because are we saying that they're a play a play He just lock? said they are no, a play, play he in. Just, he did say play in lock. And play I'm going to get to that. And um, for starters, I love Mike Brown. You guys know this. Mike Brown is dope to me. Great defensive coach. He's been a defensive coach since them Cleveland days. I got love from Mike Brown. He had them playing defense for sure. So shout out to Mike Brown. He's going to make them a little bit better. Their moves that they made. Now, they're good moves, but moves that move me, I'm not. Murray's a rookie. Are we trying to say? I don't know much about Matu, so I'm not going to say anything about Matu. Mm -hmm. Harrison Barnes, we kind of already know what he is at this point. Oh, he's a very fi good a fine player. ball player. Yeah, a good player. We know. I'm saying like he's peaked. We know what he is as a ball player at this point. I can agree with that. Davion Mitchell, we're waiting for him next year to make that necessary step like as a better playmaker, a better ball handler, a better shooter. So we're we're ready to see that next step. Kevin Herter, I've seen him play Atlanta. Yeah, he's a shooter on good days, on bad days he shouldn't be on the court. But that's neither here nor there. Um, can this team be better than Portland? <sighs> It really depends on Dame. I really do think it just depends on Dame. Agreed. Dame was playing with a strained abdominal all year, so I think him being healthy, I, I do like the squad that Portland has. You know, I think that's a a good enough squad for him to be better than the Kings. Absolutely, because the, the duo of De'Aaron Fox and Devontae Sabonis does not phase me one bit. It can be Damian Lillard and any other player on that team, and I'm taking that duo over those two. Undoubtedly, you talk. You mentioned Darian Fox in February and in March, but you didn't mention the wins. I, I want to hear the wins out of those games. Kevin Herter is a good player, but he he's not he's not a defensive player. He is a shooter, but he is very inconsistent as a shooter. He was in Atlanta. Can he improve that in Sacramento? Obviously, of course. You mentioned it. they haven't made the playoffs since two thousand six. Playing though, we rattled off nine knockdowns teams. So it really just comes down to Portland. Can they be better in Portland? Like I said, it really comes down to Dame. That team around him, though, is pretty firm. They are another team who they needed to add defense, and they've added a lot of defense. Gary Payton, Jeremy Grant, Chauncey Billups, he was good as a coach last year. Can he be better than Mike Brown? I don't know. It's, you know, it's still a wait and see. Mike Brown, this is going to be his first time back into the fold, but they're both pretty good coaches to me, in my opinion. But it really just depends on Damian Lillard, like I said, Nurkic, he has to be healthy. If he's healthy, they can get some good production from him. I, I like Nurkic as a basketball player. But this Kings talk has to stop. You guys have been talking about the Kings being this exciting, fun team. It's the first year I have. Well, I'm speaking to the general. You've been talking about the Kings being an exciting, fun team. The Warriors used to talk about this team. This Who in the general public has talked about Kings at all? Back in the day, they were the ninth seed. Yeah, they were talking about this is a fun, exciting team that's going to shock the world. That was like in 2018 with Dave Yeager. In 2019, I think. That was when the Clippers... 
the Clippers was it were the eighth seed and the Kings were the ninth. Yeah, and now you're talking about this team is a playing lock because of De'Aaron Fox. We're sleeping on De'Aaron Fox. You have De'Aaron Fox ranked the same place I have De'Aaron Fox ranked. So I don't know how I'm sleeping and you're not. That's weird to me, but you know no, what? We're going to just We move. probably have him ranked different places. You don't have him as a top 15 point guard. I know top you don't. Top 15 point you guard? You don't. Absolutely do. You are a liar. And you <laughs> no just, doubt about you, it. Yo, you, yo. When have I ever said he's not a top 15 point guard? Wow. This is have insane. I ever said that? Yeah, you, no, you've actually legit said that. I have not said that. So Hold you on, think he's Riv. top 15 point guard? Riv. I think he is. You put on your Twitter yes. your point guard list? Add Durag Riv. I don't think he has a point guard list. No, I, I do, think I it was think John's. it's only top 10, though. Okay. I think it was John's. You know what? Let's pull up John's. Well, he'll be better than John T. Murray this year. What the John's is going to play two guards? The John T. Murray's only been better, for, better than Fox for one season. That was last season. Didn't they make the plan because of DeJounte Fox? I mean, ah, DeJounte Murray? Yeah, the Spurs are a very good coach team. They're a very well-coached team. Coaching matters, man. Coaching does matter. It does matter a lot. The Kings have a rookie coach. Uh, The Kings have a coach who's had multiple 61 seasons. With who? LeBron James. Oh. All right, you ready? Talk to me. Here we go. Steph Curry. Trey Young. Right. Damian Lillard. Okay. John Morant. Yeah. Chris Paul. Okay. Darius Garland. Right. Luka Doncic, obviously. Okay. Uh, Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet. What number is that at this point? This is, this is 11 now. He's okay. better than Fred. Now he's better than He's Fred. better than, uh, I think, Jamal Murray and him is close. I don't hate that opinion. I hate it because he would have never said it if he didn't have a King's agenda right mm. before today. What do you mean? You yeah, didn't Fox ask bro, me. What do you average? Did he That's, average why, 20, that's why I hate 27 it. 27 points? 28 points one 25? season? 25? Was it 25? Oh, tw- it was 25. 25. 25. 25. 25. 25. Like, Aaron Fox is is a lot better than I feel like you're giving him credit for. No, I just think... So you think he if, needs to if work you, on his so three-point shooting and his free-throw shooting. If you had to pick one player to... Not that you'd build your franchise around this player, but yeah, if you have, to, if you have to be pick one player, you're picking Fred over, over Darren Fox? That's the situation. I'm just talking about like you got to this team has to be your best player. If you're on Toronto, Toronto, Fred. If this team, you with this, all the def- uh, this player tough. has Fred to is be a better defender. This player is, has to be does, your best player. Does Darren need to be the defender that Fred is on Toronto for them to be successful? I mean, he'll just become a cone. But you still have OG to back you what up. Makes them to back you don't think you don't think you don't think that De'Aaron Fox in a better situation where they care about winning will be better defensively? I mean, he was a defensive pest coming out of college. Doesn't De'Aaron also heighten your your offensive ceiling? I mean, Fred is a better shooter, so I don't know. I don't think so. But think about Darren's still a prolific offensive player yeah, without in a bad being situation. a jump You're comparing a prolific offensive player in a bad situation to a guy who's a 20-point scorer on a playoff team. It's completely different. And he's a better shooter. I guess you could say that. So Keep going with the names, though, because oh, yeah. are like 12, right? Yeah, no. Uh, Shea, you're taking Shea. Easily. Uh, LaMelo, yeah. I would take LaMelo. DeJounte Murray. Fox. Yeah, Fox. No, he has DeJounte over De'Aaron. Well, where's Fox on his list? Fox is 16, so 17 because I'm putting, including Luka as a point guard. It's firm. Those guys had better seasons than him last year because if you account winning as well. Yeah, I think he's a, he's around that range. Are you taking Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox? Right now, De'Aaron Fox is better. Tyrese Halliburton has more potential. Are you though. taking Tyrese Maxey or you're taking De'Aaron Fox? Fox. Maxey has more potential. I would take Fox right now. But what I'm saying is that, yes, he's a top 15 point guard. So move on to your next point. Well, no, he wasn't the top 15 on the list. I don't care about John's list. I understand. Look, I love John. You know I love John. But when we're talking about if I think he's a top 15 point guard, I just curious. I don't care about, no, about I John's I, list in that, in that aspect. I just, I've just never heard he has him at 16, and I have players 
that are high, ranked higher than him over. I have Fox over some of those players. So for me, he's top fifteen. Oh my God, he had Cade Cunningham twenty three. He's a rookie. Um. Oh, but he put an arrow under his name. Like he can definitely go up. Smart for him. That, that was lit. That is very smart for him to do that. Um. Yeah. No, I don't think the Kings would make the play. That's just I apologize, stupid. John. That was rude. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just was slightly. I, I don't. Slightly. I don't think the Kings would make the play. That's just stupid to think that. I, I think it's not stupid. Stupid. To think that. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. But you just said it's, it's not you, stupid to, to think call that. him a play and lock. That's it's not stupid. It's bold. That, okay, it's let, me, bold. let me say that. Play and lock. Calling them a play and lock was stupid to say. Let me say that. Pardon because they me. could be that. I, you I said pause. they that, could be eleven that 10, to twelve, that nine, ten. Yeah, but calling them a play and lock was stupid. To so say. the top team, the top ten teams in the West, the Jazz were the fifth seed. The Spurs were the tenth seed. Are we not thinking they're going to drop out of that? Okay, but then you have the Lakers. The Lakers, Kings, will be back. and Blazers. The Clippers are, the Clippers are top ten, so that yeah. doesn't matter. Name the teams. I'm so sorry. I blanked. The Jazz and the Spurs were both top ten teams in the West Jazz, last year. Jazz is going to be. They're going to drop off. The Pel- uh, and excuse me, and the Blazers and the Spurs are going to drop off. Well, so, I'm under the belief that the Jazz are just as good as the Kings, and yeah, I think the Portland, that's actually stupider to think than them nah, thinking it's a play in line. Really thinking but, um, the Jazz are as good think, as the Kings with currently constructed roster wise is legit you're, ridiculous. You're banking on Kevin Herder. I'm not and banking on Kevin Herter. That's what you're banking on. I'm banking on, on two all stars: De'Aaron Fox and Demontis Sabonis. Two what? Two all stars. They're all star caliber players. Is De'Aaron Fox not an all star caliber player? Rev, honestly, answer the question. Um, is he an all star caliber player? Yes, I guess so at this point because there's so many fucking all stars. There is a lot players. of Demontis Sabonis is, was actually an all star. He actually too. was no, I, no, this year or last year. Oh, last year, like I think he's, is like, he in Indiana. Well, he's made an all star yeah, before. You're relying on two. Neither two of these dudes are. First of all, you're relying on both. Neither of them are top thirty five players in the NBA. That's what you're relying on right now. You're relying on two non top thirty five players in the NBA, and then a to bunch be a of playing team, and then a bunch of. No, Okay to not good role players. He's a two-time All-Star. In terms of Utah and Portland, where they have two established guys, I okay trust them to more. Not good role players. I, wait, who's who's two established? Who's guy not in Utah? good? Damon, no, I'm saying uh, Utah Portland. and Portland. Wait, is, oh, wait, hold up. Is Harris is, is not that good? Is Harris? I'm sorry, he's not that. Wait, good. for one, for one, you you know this is you do this a lot. Riv talk is like me. like when we talk about a team, you get fixated on like. The player that I am hyping up the least out of everybody. No, I was going Who to, the fuck has talked about Kevin Herter making a, I was a big the, ass impact on the I was talking about your rotation. Kevin Herter's you not just, that good. The only I, person you've mentioned is Kevin Herter. Am I name, wrong about that, Drew? I was just about to name uh, the rest. It seems like Kevin Herter seems to be on your mind. Well, because that's the one guy who's going to start. So if he's going to start, I'm going to talk about him. He did say he was going to start, did he not? Yes. All right. Davion Mitchell that's is my not. Davion Mitchell. Oh, you're projecting. It, wait, hold up. Is Harrison Barnes okay to not good? He's okay. Is Keegan Murray, you're projecting him to be okay to not good? Rookie, I ain't going to project. Okay, is Malik Monk okay to not good? He's okay. Whoa. He's okay. Doesn't He's okay. respect the Malik's is he, name. Really good? He's good. Is He's Rashawn okay. Holmes okay to not good? He's okay. No, he's a good player. He's a good ball player. He's, he's a okay, good player. Hey, guys. Is Davion Mitchell an okay to not good? Is he okay He's to okay not at this point. We, let's he's be realistic. He's a, he, okay bro, at this point. He's a good player. Oh, my. Davion Those is are a good, good player. Mitchell is okay at hey, this bro, point. Is Tyus Jones okay to not good? Let me just ask you that. No, question. Tyus Jones is. He's good, right? He's good. He's good. He's, he's good. actually Dave, good, though. Is Davion Mitchell not like on the same level as Tyus Jones, bro? What the hell? Is that not a fucking fact, bro? I don't know. Are you dead ass? That's not dumb. Tyus, that's not. No, this is. 
it's not dumb. Yo, Tyus Jones is just in Memphis, and he's in a better situation. What can stop talking for a second? Can Davion Mitchell not do what Tyus Jones just did in Memphis last year? You mean lead the league in assists to turnover issues? No, the hell he cannot. He was a great. He literally can't. He's a better scorer than Tyus Jones, though. Why? Because he scores more. We know he's a better scorer, bro. Davion Mitchell. He has, he has a better handle than him. Who? Davion you Mitchell does. You don't even believe yes, what you're saying. Yes, he does. There's no way yes, you believe he what does. you're saying. I don't know, bro. Did you Tyus, not see like him in the, Baylor, in the Baylor run to the championship? <laughs> Did you not see him? In college, bro? That he was two led them. That, that, was, that was literally recently. No, bro, you're sick. In no, college, no, he, oh he's called off night in the NBA. No, what bro, are you talking about? No, you're crazy for that one. What are you no, talking about? Can you name me 10 better defensive point guards in the NBA than Davion Mitchell? Hold on, hold on. Can you? Give me one second. Can you? That was no. Can you? Let me. I want to know. That was nutty. What's what's Davion Mitchell's three point percentage? Thirty one percent. He shot thirty one percent. Tyus Jones was thirty nine. That's great. You said he, you he said, was you a just rookie. Said Mitchell he shoots better. That's what you just said. No, I didn't. When you, did I say he shot just, better? You just said he's a I better shooter. I said he's a better ball handler. He said ball handler. Oh, okay. Pardon yeah. Me. Oh wow, my guy, you really don't listen. Tyus Jones is rookie average four points. Why are you comparing them as rookies? Because I'm saying Davion one came Mi- in at what nineteen. The other came in at twenty three years old. Okay. Well, Ty- you cannot compare them. Tyus Jones bro. just had. Tyus big jo- time here this year, bro. Yeah, but you know what's funny about that, that you say that? Give me a second. Juju, listen. Tyus Jones, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Tyus Jones is in his eighth NBA season and just broke out now. And Davion Mitchell's in his first, and th- he's three years younger. Davion Mitchell's in his just first. Davion Mitchell, Davion Mitchell's a rookie Who's better and, just right now? Average, and just averaged more points you've, you've, per you've game been than on, Tyus Jones has done in his entire career. On, you, first of all, his team, what are you su- talking his team about? sucks. What are you That's talking number one. about? Second of all, you've been on record by saying he's the oldest. He's an old rookie. Of course. He's supposed to do that. He's an established player already. You've even said this is probably what he's going to be for his career. This is the type of player. But yes, yes, the efficiency. No, he can be better you, in all those aspects. I'm sure he, he can. Was, but in college, he shot great from three. Talking about college, nobody cares. But we about know college he can anymore. shoot. Yes, but Austin Rivers was a, elite in college. He, he wasn't was elite garbage in, college. in the. He wasn't. Elite he was garbage. Jimmy Fredette was, not was a knockdown he, shooter he in college. He was not good in the NBA. Rivers was mad good in college. Like stop it. He wasn't elite. Stop it. Please with the college guard. He was supposed garbage. to be a top five pick that dropped to the 10. The Baylor run. Nobody cares about that so, no look, more, look, bro. Like, so cares. look at this. Nobody look cares. at this. So Davion Mitchell this past year averaged more points. He averaged more assists. And the rebounds, he averaged 0.2 less. Look, Tyus Jones is more efficient in a way better situation under a great head coach also Taylor Jenkins under an established offense Memphis and Memphis eats. has a ton of good ass players my point is why his numbers look like that Memphis eats like their team eats their whole team eats so you don't think Ty, you don't think Davion Mitchell goes if he, he was he's not a, the, the playmaker Tyus Jones I know is. he's the not the, he thrives he's in not that the, he's not the playmaker Tyus Jones who can Tyus start Jones? on the team out of those two? who can start on more NBA teams out of those two right now and be honest, don't. It's the same. It's really the same amount. It's really the same, bro. Really it's good really defender. the freaking same. You're over here trying to act like there's a like, bro, gap Pat between Bev Tyus starts, Jones and like Davion Mitchell. Starts, has started on every. No, no, no. Look, look, look. Drew, Drew, this is this, this is what That's I'm. Fair. This is what I'm annoyed at. I'm annoyed at the fact that I literally asked you, "What is Davion Mitchell?" You said he's okay. He's whatever, okay. he's okay. Tyus but Tyus Jones gets the good label. What the fuck? They're in the same tier. They're not in the same tier. Yes, they are. I want to be fair because I've stated that I think both are good. I think both are yeah, good. Yeah, you said that. That's why I'm fine with you. That's but ridiculous. He, he was pushing weird agendas before what, this. What, what, what weird agenda? What weird agenda? Now agenda. Everything looks different, bro. What weird agenda? What's going what on, bro? What are you talking about? The only thing. All right, is Tyus Jones good? Yes. All right, so Davion Mitchell, good, correct. Yes. All right. 
Is, <laughs> is Davion Mitchell good? He's okay, bro. He's That's okay. what I'm saying. Why That's what I'm saying. He's okay. Why he's okay. He's level, He's though. a 70 overall player. Tyus Jones is like... You're using 2K ratings? and 79. Like, forget about... Are you dead ass? Are you dead ass? Bro. We're in the basketball debate. Who's using 2K overall ratings? Are you Are you serious? Oh, my God. Tyus Jones is like a 77, 78 overall. Oh, my God. Mitchell's like a 74, bro. Tyus Jones is a 78. Davion Mitchell is not that Get guy. Out of here. Insane, what are you dude? talking about? <laughs> so you wait, hold up. So he thinks so he thinks Yo, Tyus Jones is a 70 year old overall. Davion Mitchell is a 70 year old. You think there's an eight overall gap between Tyus Jones and Davion Mitchell? I said Davion Mitchell is like Get a 74, 75 overall. Bro. Tyus Jones is like a 77, 78 type of player. Kevin Davis, Herter is inconsistent. Is he still not a good player though? He's okay. <laughs> See, Fuck. look at this guy. Look at this guy. This Come guy's on, ridiculous. Bro. Have you this watched Kevin Herter? Like, I've, I've watched more Kevin Herter. I this know guy's that. Ridiculous, There's man. no way you actually this think he's like. Come on. Like, like this guy's ridiculous. You're relying man. on Fox and Sabonis this to lead your team. Like, come on, bro. Davion. Tyus Jones is actually an 80 overall in 2K. I know. Yo, what? what's Davion? I'm about to look. It's not a gap. I guarantee he's a 77. That's a gap. No, it's not. Just literally. Nah, I'm laughing at him saying 77. And what, I, I what guess, I, I guess. But what did I say? I said you Mitchell said there was an eight overall gap. No, that's no, what you I literally fucking no, said. No, I said he was a seventy. No, but then I changed it after. I said he's like bro, a bro. You had 75. him closer to a sixty than no, a seventy-eight. I said he's like a seventy-four, <laughs> seventy-five. That's what I said after. I literally said that right but after. But Tyus Jones, I said listen, he's like a that's why Tyus 75. Jones was nice this past season. He was like, good. what are we doing? Tyus Jones. I'm not slandering Tyus Jones. I'm just defending him versus Davion Mitchell's better than Westbrook. Davion Mitchell. What? You picked Jones over Westbrook. So I'm asking you, is Davion Mitchell? No, no you did. Than, but he you also did. did. So I'm asking you, is Davion Mitchell Westbrook better than Westbrook? Westbrook is better than both of those guys. Interesting. But in terms yes. of team Would fit, in terms of team fit, those guys fit better on teams. Mitchell, but Westbrook's a better player. Shooter. Fits. The, the biggest knock on Westbrook right now is that he's an he's an okay player. He's he's a good player still. He's Can't inefficient shoot, right? as hell. The, I was going to say, if we're throwing Ty Jones, look, it's good. Like, the, knock, the, good. the knock on Westbrook is that the contract. If his contract was at the same value of those guys, uh -huh. then of course I'd rather Westbrook. But the contract you I have mean, to take when, into account. I'm sorry, when you when you're a superior playmaker and a better shooter, I'm taking you. I think you're 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 freaking good. Like he's freaking good. So you he think fits if, teams. so you he think he fits a lot of so teams. So you think if Russell He's probably West, the best backup in the league. Yeah, who's the second best backup? Probably Davion Mitchell. Was I would probably put Monte Morris over Brunson. Davion Mitchell. Monte, yeah. oh my fucking I'm gonna be honest. God, you're, 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 you're lying through your teeth because you wasn't <laughs> high on Davion Mitchell. You're just trying to push this bro, Sacramento game. I, mean, I, I was, I'm, I'm, you're shocked. Bro, I, I know sat, you're shocked. I sat I know in this chair and took a, a lot of heat over defending Davion. Listen, this is what not he does. It's not, there's one thing about not being high on Mitchell. It's not that I wasn't high on the player. It's just, I knew the type of player Davion Mitchell is, which is fine. You know what he said? He said, I, I let it go, but now I'm going to bring it up. He said, yeah, Monty McNair has done good these past three drafts. But then when they picked Davion Mitchell, because I remember this vividly, he said this was a bad pick. He went through the years saying they shouldn't have went Davion Mitchell. Because they went with three now, guards in a row. But now that he's on the Sacramento Kings hype train, it's Monte McNair what had a good hell? draft. The last three drafts were really good. Yeah, no. No, you wanna, you no. Wanna, Halliburton was it's, traded. It's, Listen, Fox. Halliburton was a good pick. Good though. pick, traded. But you got some Mitchell, bonus. Mitchell, you picked another guard. He's nothing more than a backup. If he gets a three-point shot, maybe he can start. But he's mad little. DeMonte Sabonis, he Darian Fox. As the year went DeMonte on, Sabonis, Darian Fox. Those are two 
really good players. Hold I'm up, not going to sit here and lie. They're two really good players. Sabonis is an all-star caliber player. Let me stop so the trolling is, and be yes. serious. Fox is an all-star oh, caliber player. Oh, so now player. you admit you've been let trolling me, this let entire me stop, time. Let me be serious. They are two cal- all-star caliber players. But if I'm looking at them and I'm looking at Utah and I'm looking at Portland. Utah? This is, this is the, this, no, no, I'm saying, come on, bro. No, no, we listen, dead ass? Listen, this I don't know. Utah? Because this is the same. Right now? They don't even have a center. Can I finish? Can I finish? Who's their center, bro? This is the three teams we were Walker talking about. Walker Kessler. Can I speak? This was the three teams Hassan we were White talking side. about. This Come th- on, bro. He's not. He's a free agent. Can I oh. speak? This is the three teams we were talking about. That's why I said those three teams. We were talking about them in high fashion. That's why I'm saying those three teams. Please relax. All right, I'm now, gonna give you a minute. I gotta defend myself for all the bullshit you're there's saying. Not right defend, now, man. It's not defending. Because listen to this. In terms of those three teams, all of their death is literally okay players to not good. You can probably grab one or two players from each team that's like. Really good, but other than that, just probably because of the situation. Jeremy Grant in a good situation, we saw what he was. Like these are not, these are not, these are okay to good players. Josh Hart, good player, but you're talking about in terms of star players. I would think Donovan Mitchell and Damian Lillard can get their teams to the plan before the Sacramento Kings. I'm sorry, De'Aaron Fox has never been in a winning situation in the NBA. Demonte Sabonis, as good as he was on the Indian Panthers, they were mid. We know they were mid. They were never going to go that far. They They were winners, yeah, but they They were mid. They They were mid. We know they were mid. They were first round exits. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. They were first round mid, but they won. Darren Fox in nineteen was a game out of making the playoffs. I'm not saying there was not. That's not a winning situation. When they had a good coach, mention that. That's fact. Luke Walton. Dave Yeager. Dave Yeager was there. It was Dave Yeger. I'm saying Luke Walton. Luke Walton hindered what they could have been. That was the worst hire. That yes, he did hinder what they could have been. That's not 100 percent Because Marvin Bagley should still be on this team if Luke Walton wasn't terrible at developing players. And then this past year you have Alvin Gentry, who like what has he done ever? I mean, Mike Brown's only done things with as a head coach with LeBron, LeBron James. Mike Brown is a better coach, man. Let's no, stop but don't, the bullshit. No, no, I, I agree with you, but let's not, that's not, <laughs> play, on, that's not play the cards here. Because we even had a segment about Mike Brown, and you told John to his face, this is okay higher to me. I don't even think it's that good. If I no, I just said, no, yeah, yeah, I said Mike, I said I'd rather Mark Jackson. Oh, that's what I said. So, but now you're all of a sudden on the hype drain of Mike Brown, which is weird to me. You want to know why? You want to know why? You want to know why? Not overly gassed. Stop talking. Stop talking. Stop talking, please. Stop talking, please. Stop talking, please. It's insane. The reason why can can a can a brother change his mind? God damn it! Yes, I wanted <laughs> I wanted Mark. I, I'm about to rebut every rebuttal everything you just said. And then we're going on I to wanted, the next topic. I wanted Mark Jackson over Mike Brown. Yes, but Mike Brown, I understand, is a defensive coach. What do the Kings need the most? Defense. What can Mike Brown bring to the Kings? Culture and defense. Those are two things that he's going to get them better at. There's no doubt about it. When you talk about Davion Mitchell. On draft night, was I a bit upset about it? Yes. Want to know why? Because I was higher on other prospects. But the in, whole year you was. But but in hindsight, was changed. The the player that Sacramento should have taken, but they didn't have a chance to, was Franz Wagner. Wait, what's changed though? Wait, wait, hold on. For one, we have segments on the podcast talking about the Kings where I have raved about Davion Mitchell. I have a YouTube video on YouTube where I have raved about Davion Mitchell's defense and what he's done for their defense early, what he did for their defense so early in the season. Changed? So what are you talking about? What's changed? What's changed with Mike, what? So from the moment Mike Brown got hired, you were like, you want you me to, said, what's changed with the Kings with why I'm high on them? That's your question. Keegan Murray, Kayvon, Malik. Let me ask you When Mike Brown got hired, you said, you said it. You just said you did. You preferred Mark Jackson. No, 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 no. This, uh, this is where I'm going to crutch you right here. 
But when we had John on the show, it was speculation between if they were going to go with you Mark Jackson and Mike, Mike Brown. No, yes, and I said I prefer Mark Jackson. When Mike Brown got hired, yeah, from that we point, all, we had a segment on from, the Kings, yeah. and I said on that show, no, I like and I'm the move. From that, That's what I said. And I'm asking you from that move, from that day to today, you're telling me that the additions of a rookie, Keegan Murray, Kevin Herter, did you just not listen to what I said? No, I'm at, look, listen, just so, just so I make sure I, I'm not hearing you wrong. Just so I make sure you're, you're telling me the moves that they've made so far from that this signing, offseason. Yes, from that signing to now. These moves in Fox being improved in February and March. Those are the months you gave us. Fox is numbers. great. He was yeah, really so th- good. those months you gave from that moment on, you believe that they're a playing lock. That's why I'm asking so we can be on the same page. That's a bonus. That's yes. Okay. That's a bonus. Okay. Yes. I just want to make but sure we're no- on the same page. I just want to clarify this. Okay. Nothing has changed. Okay. When Mike Brown first got hired, I said I liked the move. Oh, no, no, no. When he things got, have changed. It's maybe not that, but things have When he got tired, changed. I liked the move. When Davion got drafted, wasn't the biggest fan of the pick. I know. But when the season happened, I loved Davion Mitchell's defense on Sacramento. Right. I loved it. I literally made exactly. a Exactly. I literally Make that face. I literally made a film analysis on Davion Mitchell. I literally made a film analysis on it. John can vouch for it because he edited the goddamn video. The <laughs> only the only thing I pushed back on was when Drew said that he should start alongside De'Aaron Fox. That's what I pushed back on because Davion Mitchell, Davion Mitchell, do I think that he has a high ceiling? No, I don't think that. Mm-hmm. But the player he is now, if he becomes more efficient at the things he's already good at. He can be the best backup point guard in the league, and there's nothing wrong with being that. He is one of those guys that is he is one of those guys that sets the foundation for a team defensively and the culture. That's why I like Davion Mitchell. Right. So never, never once did I say Davion Mitchell's a horrible player. No, we never I never said, said, said that, that once. No, we never I never said that, said that once. We That's what you're that. making it sound no, like. No, no, though. no. You're assuming because you knew you got caught because you said a lot of dumb things in the beginning. <laughs> no, and, and no before, I'm not, I'm not assuming that's, 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 that's what you said. That's why Drew, that's I never said you, you said he was horrible. I never, but Drew made that face because he knows what I'm talking about. You have been caught. That's, on no, no, no. That's because that's because Drew made that Drew made that face. Drew made that face. Because he's ask, getting he's getting flashbacks of when I was laughing at him because he he said he should start. I don't. I still think that's a laughable statement. Said that he could. I still think that's a laughable statement. No, it's I mean, not. it's also a laughable. You know, uh, it's a laughable statement for what? Kev, the playing? You think so? No, you you just, laughed at me. Everybody laughed at me with Minnesota. Everybody. We all no, had no. You in. said five. We you laughed at you. They were literally this and, high. And I, we didn't laugh at They literally we were laughing. River laughed at you. And I laughed because you, you said five. No, I no, laughed. I laughed no, because there's a video. river. There's no, all there's no, a video. No, he all laughed because of me. Exactly. I laughed because you said fifth seed. They weren't fifth. They were seventh. They were they close to the plane. We all had them in the plane. They were close to the They were close to the No, no, no. They were seventh. No, no. It's five, six, and seven. They were seven. Did you think they were going to take a second seeded Memphis team to six? You did not. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I said they Memphis were. in six. No, you did not. What's wrong with you? I said Memphis. It, it, like, you see how you try to push that agenda? I said Memphis. You didn't think it was going to go how it went, though. No, I didn't think they were going to blow leads and be asked the way they was, but I thought I had Memphis in six. But we all had them in the plan. We all did, realistically. So why are we doing that? Why are you, why are you building up that? I'm, I'm, no, because you are over here capping. We're going to move on I'm, to you know the next segment soon. But. but you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to call my, 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 my protege, Serge. Mr. Historian, I'm going to get him to get the clips of you, and once he gets the clips, you can get you're done. Just, just you don't, can and get don't hide either. Done about don't what? Don't hide because I'm going to pull what? out the clips. 
All you're going to say about De'Aaron Fox is top 15. We was making a top 15 point guard list before, and I didn't hear Fox's name one time. We also didn't mention Trey Young. so we Yeah, we'll, we'll see on that one. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. When you guys made the list, you got you you were just naming point guards, not me. You could have threw in when Fox. Don't, don't act like you a bystander now. No, I was just going with what y'all was saying. I That's know, it. Okay. I wasn't chiming in. But yeah, we can get the clips because I vividly remember all, right. all I've said about Davion mm-hmm. was he does have a low floor. But that doesn't. But you're 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 talking about him like he, there's a big ass gap between Tyus Jones. No, That's what this entire pushback has been. Because I said Tyus was better, and I said they're the same, literally. But they're not. They're, they're one like can't, one can't shoot. They're one on the can't same tier. They're How on the same the tier. Same, though? Davion confused. can play make. What are you talking? He averages four point four assists. Tyus Jones. He's not as good as a playmaker as Tyus. No, he's not. But he can. He can. But he's not the same tier. They're literally on the same tier. He can't play make like Tyus Jones. Is that better? I agree. Is is that better? I agree. Yeah. He can't shoot like Tyus Jones either. So what are we doing here? So you. So you. Thirty-one percent shooter. How much you want to bet that jumps up to thirty-six percent this upcoming season? Well, five percent. He works hard. I I would gamble on that. So so that means you're projecting David Mitchell next year to be an efficient shooter. I was said he. I literally said in my mind he would get better. But playing lock, better than Portland. Whatever. Mention Utah too, because that's the one you're fixated on too. Who? Mention Utah too. I think Utah. I want you to mention Utah too. No, I'm I'm here with. I'm I'm standing on what. I'm not going to flip in the middle of the year. I'm going to stand on what I say. I think Utah will be, if not better, right there with the. It's not much to to flip on. You don't make much takes. No, I'm just. I'm not a flip flop. I'm just. That's all. I'm not a flip flop. I'm not going to flip three months in and then say I've been said that. I can't do that. It's not in my character. I'm going to stand on ten though, right here when I say Utah and Portland. Will be better than the Kings. Okay. I'm standing on and when you look that. foolish. With, you, no, look, Portland does a chance. But when Utah foolish, is definitely not. If I look Utah's foolish, I'm going to come right. up here and say you was right. I'm not. Well, I'm yeah, not. I'm going right. to do that. That's. But are you going to stand on what you say with the Kings? Yeah. Or are you going to flip course. in January? Last year I wasn't high on them. This year I'm, I'm very. So high you're not going to flip in January. Why would I flip? Because this is what, what you do. This is a, this is this a, is I, this, I don't flip. You, you're, I don't flip your toes on don't stand. You flip. I don't flip. You flip. On your toes don't stand. Your toes don't flip. So you stand it. There's a there's a difference no, between what you're saying and what I'm saying. I don't want to hear the You want to know what's the difference? I don't flip. I use statistics, facts, and analytics to change my mind on things. But that's it. The fans the going to kill you. That's not flipping. The fans going to kill you. That's not flipping. Let me know that's if he's not flipping or not. The fans, the that's fans, not flipping. The fans might send me a thousand clips of you just... That, that's not flipping because you want to know what? Flipping is going one day, saying something one day, saying something the next. Once I get evidence, uh-huh. I, I look at that, I dissect the film, and right. I change my mind and what I, I want analyze you, What that. I want you to do is when January or February pops up and you're wrong, I want you to come up here and say... I was I'm not going to be wrong. I, I, I want you to come up here and say I was wrong about the Kings. Okay. They're not good. I'm not going to be you, wrong. I want you. But I want you, you but that. you know what? I I definitely learned my mistake this past season because I will give you credit for one thing. When in terms of flipping, I did flip on your sorry ass bulls and apologize <laughs> to your, to, your, to you and the fan base. Wait a minute. And y'all go. ended up being mid in the first round exit, what? which I thought y'all would have been anyway. Wait, wait. So but, if, but you're wait. right. So if I would have st- stood on my ten toes uh-huh. and actually kept my prediction from the off season. I would have been dead right on the Chicago Bulls because you guys I mean, were if, mid. If, if you would have stood in your toes, if you, listen, because this so is you're weird, right. This is weird. I, I agree with you. Man. You ran up you're here. Right. You said Knicks right. third seed, and that right. that flopped immensely. Like no, yeah. in a month. No, no so doubt. You can't no call doubt. My te- Once no again, doubt. You can't call my team mid. If we're mid, 
there's got to be a different type of trash word for y'all because we're so much better than you're you right. guys. Right. Like you, like come on, bro. Right. You can, you know right. you went up here. You said Boston was trash after two weeks. Then you you came. You in. had them as a playing team too. Yeah, but you came in. You had and you, you were low. On, you, you were low as fuck on them in the offseason. Don't ooh, forget that too. Ooh, you ooh, on ooh, Boston. Ooh, ooh. But I, but what you mean? You on Boston. You were said, low on them I, in I the offseason. There's season. no way they wouldn't make the playoffs with them too, bro. You said there's said. no way they're a top five seed either. I, are you right? I was wrong on that. Oh, a yeah. lot of people were wrong about that, though. Yeah. But a you lot. said they're done. They should blow it up. And then I didn't what? say they should blow it up. I just said they're done. Yeah, yeah I know. that's all I said. I never said they should blow stop, it up. Stop flipping. I never said they should stand, blow it up. Stand on your ten, man. You got ten toes. Use them. Stand on. Now, I always stand on my ten toes. You stood on your ten toes with Miami. Miami. Uh huh. I de- I told you, 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 I told you, you, you based you, on matchup I would you, pick you, them. You, yes. You, you stood on your yes. ten with uh, Philly after those four yes. games they went four and zero. Um, I told you that was based off passion and emotion. So it was based on so it was based on what James Harden was doing. There's too many excuses. It was based on what James Harden was doing. There's too much excuses. But that's not. I don't want to hear but excuses that's, no more. But that's a, that's the difference between you and I is that with, with Philadelphia they started off great, but once I saw Harden was regressing through the season, I said, you, you know what? They don't have enough depth. James Harden's not that guy. Mm-hmm. This is not the year. I'm not just gonna say they're gonna win the championship just because I don't want to be wrong for my initial prediction. If my initial prediction, if I go back and I analyze that, it's not right, I'm going to change my opinion. I'm not going to just keep it just for the sake of keeping it because I don't want to be looked at as somebody who changes the opinion. I change my opinion based on the evidence that I'm provided with, based on what I see. Listen, New Year, don't don't listen. New Year, you come up here, you stand ten toe. Don't make thirty tweets about something, and then when you're wrong, <laughs> it's all of a sudden I was joking. Don't we don't want to hear that no Trust more. Trust me, when you I'm stand not on, joking. St- right, stand, I on am it, not stand joking. On it. That's what I when like it comes to the Sacramento Kings located like in Sacramento, it. California, uh-huh. I am not they the joking. Worst team in LA. With the I mean, new, Cali. with the, the new, with the new culture that they have, I am telling you, mm-hmm. you are going to be immensely. So, so, so wrong in the Sacramento Kings. I'm telling you. They're the worst team in California. On to the next topic. What teams have you been disappointed with this offseason? Thank you. I appreciate that. You two just had a passionate, passionate debate. Uh, My three teams that I I'm actually sweating right now. Oh, no. For sure. It got hot in here. It got hot in here really fast. So it's going to, unfortunately, continue to seem as if I'm hating on this team when in reality I'm really not a hater of this franchise I've loved this team before I still have love for the city 100% it's Miami Heat Miami have disappointed me because they're in a position where they were one game away from reaching the NBA finals and they're at a point where they can't do much with this roster given the contracts that they've had to get that they've given out they traded for Kyle Lowry that's 25 million right there they have Bam Adebayo signed to a contract which obviously you you deal with that that's your second best player in Bam Adebayo is one of the better defenders in the league but you also have money tied up in Duncan Robinson for 15 million a season you're inevitably going to have to pay Tyler Hero as well so they have their hands tied with money but you lose PJ Tucker a huge presence for you on the, on the defensive side of the ball you lose that that corner specialist that that Joel loves to to speak about because it's true he definitely is knocked down when it comes to that and just his presence in the locker room as well his veteranship uh it's disappointing me because you're a piece away and I understand that it's the Kevin Durant sweepstakes and they're not in a position right now where they can trade for Kevin Durant given the the, the contract situation but they're kind of lost in that, and it's halted them from making other free agent moves. So I'm disappointed with them because I see what they can be and what they've lacked in this offseason. 
and it's unfortunate. Now, my next team that I'm disappointed in is the Phoenix Suns. Disappointed in the Phoenix Suns because, again, they're another team that's lost in the KD sweepstakes, so they're not trying to make any moves because that's their primary focus. And ultimately, it could burn them if Kevin Durant decides to stay over there in Brooklyn, and now they essentially have the exact same roster as last year, minus DeAndre Ayton. You didn't get better. You got a little bit worse. And you were just a team that overly disappointed in the playoffs to a Mavericks team that you were more than favorites to win. I'm definitely disappointed with what they have going on over there in Phoenix. And lastly, believe it or not, Toronto Raptors. I'm disappointed in the Raptors because I see that they're one piece away in that starting five. They need a true center. They've yet to do they've yet to to find that that missing piece for them. <coughs> Toronto has one of the best starting fives in the NBA. You have you have uh, Fred Van Vliet, you have Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam. This is an amazing starting five, but when when it comes to anything else from that starting five, the depth that they lack is tremendous. They do need that starting five. They yet to address it, and they really haven't done anything this offseason to better the team outside of signing Otto Porter, which is definitely big for them. But I would have liked to see them address that need at center. For me, uh, Charlotte's my number one team right now. Uh, not and it's not a lot of the stuff that's happened to them. It's, it's out of their control, you know. Obviously, that's fair. Miles Bridges situation that sucked, but I, since they did lose a, a player like that, he's probably not going to come back. That's something I got to be disappointed in. So that's obviously losing a twenty point score and the guy who had the best connection with Lamelo Ball and the team. That's huge, and he's one of their young pieces. So that kind of stinks for the corporation. I don't know what they're going to do. They haven't made no moves to address the center position, just like Toronto. Nothing major, but Mark Williams worked. But um, yo, throw some respect on his name. I don't like to put too much on rookies. But I'm just saying saying? that's what they did to address it. All right, fine. They've addressed it with a rookie, but nonetheless, you still have to see him play. Agreed. My number two team is 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 going to be Milwaukee. Not because I I feel like when we watch the Boston series, you know, you go back and you watch it. I feel like their their role players was underwhelmed. I feel like they didn't have enough guys who can defend outside of Drew Holiday. Shout out to Wesley Matthews. He did all he He, could, but he's he's old you know he's, he's not, that, he's, he's not that same player he used to be so I feel like in in Milwaukee they could have beefed up the, the depth you know got some 3 and D guys or got some defensive guys some wing guys they did draft one so since you want me to add draft guys they mm-hmm. did draft a guy who's long athletic but I feel like Milwaukee still bringing back Bobby was huge but I still feel like their depth they could have added maybe one or two more pieces to add on to that depth but nonetheless those are my two because I don't think a lot of teams really lost in this free agency up until today. I agree. So those are my two teams. Uh, before you go, really quick. Uh, Talk to me. When we spoke about it before the show and you said that you were going to mention Milwaukee, uh, I feel like I didn't want to mention Milwaukee because they lost a Boston series in seven games without their second best player in Chris Middleton. They're probably evaluating this offseason the fact of we were a game away from the team that just went to the finals. They shouldn't have evaluated it like that, though. Player. I feel like they should evaluate it like but we I, were 3-2. That- in Milwaukee, we had the game in the fourth quarter, and we folded. And our role players and if were they had, underwhelming. If they had Chris Middleton, which but it seems to be popular belief, many believe that they would have been the Celtics. Agree, but there's also popular, not popular, but there's also a confidence in where you can say we in that locker room we could have won without Chris Middleton for sure. We could have. I don't disagree. Role players at all. are underwhelming. Too much on Giannis. He had to do a lot for that team. Mm. So I think that's I why. I, like, I don't think they're like a complete loss. I still mm-hmm. think they're like top of the teams in you the East. You think they should have bought back DiVincenzo? Or? Mm, nah. Nah. Okay. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Okay. D- D- Dante cool though, but not. Nah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Charlotte was obviously a loser in the offseason. 
not only because they they weren't going to bring back Miles Bridges anyway, but you know Miles Bridges goes an all star caliber level player leaves you. You bring in a coach in Steve Clifford who isn't the coach that I think can fully unlock Lamelo Ball, at least on the offensive side of the ball. And they just haven't made any moves. Yes, they got Mark Williams. Does does it help them? I guess in theory, but really there's nothing set in stone. There's there's no improvement that you see on the roster that you're like yeah. They're definitely going to improve. And even if you think Mark Williams makes them better defensively or at least fixes that center position, they lost an all-star player in Miles Bridges, which they weren't going to bring level. back anywhere. And anyway, and anyway. So because of that, the Hornets are losers. I mean, they were a playing team last season. They needed to take that next step, and they're going to regress. Has been, on the they should have took the next step this year. I don't disagree. But now we're just going to see LaMelo be more dominant with the ball. That'd be good. Whatever. And then the next team is Washington Wizards because they gave Bradley Beal uh, Supermax. That's really it. I like that. You know, the the only, you know, Bradley Beal, I've been vocal about him for years. Would you have let him walk? Yeah, I actually would have. You know, I've been vocal about Bradley Beal for years. (laughs) (laughs) You're crazy. You're crazy. Let him walk and get nothing for him is nuts. I'd rather do that than pay him how much they're going to pay him. They should have traded him and got something. We spoke about it a ridiculous amount during the season last year. There's a year. no trade clause. Did now. they make yeah. offs? No way. There's no trade clause on his contract. They did make moves, though. Monte Morris, I thought, was a good pickup. Will Barton. But they had DeLon Wright. But they have so many guards. Lost KCP. I mean, they just, they just drafted a guard 10th overall in Johnny Davis. And you have Monte Morris who's going to get minutes. Bradley Beal is going to get minutes. Will Barton's going to get minutes. Corey Kispert, the 15th pick last year, should have get minutes. DeLon Wright, he was a good piece for Atlanta last year. Why shouldn't he get minutes? How is Johnny Davis gonna gonna play? And in this, I feel like there is a chance He's for gonna play. there is a chance for Johnny Davis to be buried within the rotation. And even if he does play, he won't play significant minutes. And to me, that is a waste of a pick at that point. I thought the Johnny Davis pick was good. If you just let Beal go, you have your shooting guard of the future in theory in Johnny Davis. Let Bradley Beal walk. Trade him for whatever. Just why give him the Supermax for you just to be mediocre? It just doesn't make sense to me. So they're a team that I'm definitely disappointed with what what they made. I'm not surprised. But keeping Bradley Beal was one of the dumbest moves their their franchise could have made. Honestly. That Supermax looks nasty. It does indeed. Shout out to his family, though. He's gonna be making sixty million one year, correct? It's fifty six million annually. Annually, oh, like averaging out, it's gonna be fifty six. I think at the end, the last year, he's getting paid fifty million this year, so he's gonna touch sixty million eventually. Like his last year, like sixty three, no sixty, because I think Joker, Joker, ah, the Joker gets sixty three last year. Yep. You give the you give Jokic. I give that I give, give him that money yeah. ten times out of ten. No cap. He gets yeah. the money. He's a two time MVP. The other guy has nothing. I don't disagree. Did I stand ten toes on the Atlanta take or no? That was one of your few you did. Okay, okay. I'm just wondering. That's a really good one. Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Didn't you say they're gonna make the playoffs? They did. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, but didn't you say they're gonna be a higher seed though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I almost Sorry. my my take almost folded. They did make the playoffs though. <laughs> yeah, you see. Yeah, yeah, but I did call them a fluke. And they were. A they were also called Nick's third seed, bro. You were, you kind of flipped in. That's my team, though. That's my team. No, 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 no. Stop. See, so I was right on the Bulls and the Hawks. Bulls being mid and the Hawks being flukes. But how are we mid? Eh, never mind. They weren't mid. 
They were mid. They lost in the first round. The boys were hurt. How is so that mid? I, I, when you I think said, healthy, they beat Milwaukee. Wait, 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 wait. But I, I don't think they're the C that they are if they're healthy. I called the Pacers mid for making it the first round. You called them competitive. So why are we mid but not competitive? I never said the Pacers weren't mid. I, I agreed with you they were mid, but they still won games. We won one. You won games, yeah, sure. They're, I never said the Pacers so wait, what were you, mid. What are the Knicks? You guys did get swept. We were bad what last year. I thought you guys the Nets are the only team. I apologize. Swept. You're right. Don't disrespect it. The Knicks were bad last year. As simple as that. Bad? That's that's your only word. <laughs> well, bad is a pretty no, you need to dig deeper word into for that, them, bag, right? buddy. You think, yeah, it's, it's bad. No, you were shitty. Disappointing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you need to dig deep into that bag. Well, you were yeah, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Okay. I'm Pretty, just making sure. You know, I yeah. just, and just. I mean, hey, hey, Jalen Brunson. Just in the, in the past couple of minutes, I was just thinking about things that, you know, you said, Tem- I Tempest said. Tempest do in the, in the Eastern Conference at best. Who? Jalen Brunson, RJ <laughs> What they got? What the trio is like? The twelfth best, thirteenth. Oh my that god! Trio stinks. Poopy. Yeah, trash ass team. Mm. It's Sorry, unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate. We got a brighter future than the Bulls. I think so? Still. Oh heavens, no. no! I know so. I'd rather go see a Davies concert at this point <laughs> than watch you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you used that joke three years ago. It worked, and it still works. You used that joke three years ago. I bet you the fans. It's that was actually on the anymore. premiere show. It's actually it? not funny no more. You don't. That was so? on our second show ever. You think so? You think in the comments they won't laugh? Huh? You think like make sure you better. You think in the comments they won't laugh? Mm-mm. I, I think I think some people will laugh. <laughs> oh, okay, just because that might be their first time hearing it. Good, we got new fans. But I, I've I've, I've, heard, I've heard it before. That, you know, what Drew has idea. it. Yeah. So when Drew I've, has yeah. it, yeah, yeah. So you, and you laugh. I did. Just you know, don't hate. Stop hating. Come up with new content, man. You guys need to come up with a new team. <laughs> we did. We got Jalen Brunson. Right. <laughs> that is going to make a difference for sure. Uh, what is he? The twentieth, nineteenth best point guard? 18th? I think eighteenth. Around there. Yeah. You want to do this week in the NBA? Yep. I'm sorry, man. I know you're feeling attacked right now. No, I'm not. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. So for my this week. Not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No? What are we I, doing I, right I, now? You, you can't just do that. You can't just jump. <laughs> Why, like bro? You can't just jump. We have to announce it. We have to. Here I go. I'm announcing okay. it. We're going no, into I, this. I, I will announce it because we have a sponsorship this episode. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, drum put drum it, you, drum can't, drum. you can't just jump the gun That's on it. That's not this. your role. You see how you overstep your role? I guess yeah, trying to stop this conversation that has been going on for too long. You can't talk. You don't come up with original content. You're recycling jokes. I'm an original. What you mean? This week in the NBA, sponsored by NBA Top Shot. Yes, Shout sir. out to NBA yes, Top sir. Shot. You guys probably heard of them. Uh, NFTs, NBA Top Shot. You can come up with a bunch of different moments in the NBA. You can buy moments on the marketplace. I know that a lot of people are kind of like, they, they shy away from Topshop because they feel like it's expensive. But in all actuality, you can buy moments on the marketplace for like $2, bucks, yeah. sometimes less than $5. And you can open up packs like there's a starter pack you can buy. It's $9 and it gives you a bunch of moments. Um, NBA Topshop was kind enough to gift us five packs. Uh, and we were supposed to open it up on the show. But because I jumped the gun and I opened up all the packs, I opened up all the packs and... The good thing about this is that we are going to be giving away a playoff moment within that pack. It's going to be a Stephen Curry playoff three. It's narrated by Doris Burke. And if you guys want a chance to enter and get that and, and, you know, get that moment, just sign up to NBA Top Shot. The link is going to be down below. But yes, yes, this week in the NBA sponsored by NBA Top Shot. We appreciate NBA Top Shot. We're going to be doing we're going to be talking about them for the month. and. 
each week we are going to give away a new moment. This week is a moment from the playoffs. It's going to be Steph Curry. So if you want that moment, sign up to NBA Top Shot in the link down below. And to start off to this week in the NBA, mine was Russell Westbrook could go to the Spurs. Yeah. If Kyrie Irving gets traded to LA, the Spurs could be that third team to, uh, you know, make the trade happen. And Russell Westbrook could be a Spur. And what would that do for them? It'd make them better. Imagine Greg Popovich and Russell Westbrook. That's very interesting. That sounds lit. I would love to see it. That's that would be called fun. Something. So fun. you think? Uh, so you said, would you rather Tyus Jones? You picked him. So you think for the Spurs, not just Tyus Jones. Do they do they win I more? Do Jones, the Spurs win more games with Russell Westbrook or Tyus Jones? Russell, because Russell. I has don't the, think that's a question. Russell as the guy. There's Russell no limitations the there on is, him. Yeah, you're right. Russell as the guy. No, no, all vibes. So yeah, Russell was wins more games. Okay, just making sure. But in that situation, he got over there. <laughs> Uh, that's Russ's trash. Not a deal. But Russell is number one. Yeah, vibes. All right, my this week in the NBA, Miles Turner, shocker, is on the trade block. That's Apparently, that's right. there is communication that Miles Turner and the Phoenix Suns might be interested in making a trade involving DeAndre and an assigning trade as well, where DeAndre and would be going to Indiana. That's now, like- this is interesting because I don't hate the fit. You bring the stretch five and Miles Turner, a good good presence at the rim, a really good shot blocker and Miles Turner, one of the best in the league. This is beneficial for Phoenix because then you get someone that can actually space the floor, provide you a little bit of more. His offensive limitations aren't the same as DeAndre, and I feel like he is more unlikely to get lost in a game than DeAndre Ayn is. He's also peaked. DeAndre? Miles. Oh, for sure. But I feel like he fits Phoenix better. That's fair. That's crazy, man. It's like when your your uh, your wife keeps telling you we're gonna get a divorce every year. Dude, I wasn't on the show when you when you uh, made the Miles Turner joke. What the joke did I make? Every week we hear about Miles Turner getting traded. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's hilarious. I feel bad for him. I really do. Like a team doesn't. Nah, they treat want, him they like a want, piece of shit. They don't want him. Like, they treat him like shit. But then he, that's crazy. <clears throat> Another guy that nobody wants. Um. Colin Sexton, you know. What do you mean he, no one wants him? His market is little to none, and it's crazy because he's still relatively young. This is a guy who averaged him 20. The Lakers. 20 plus, this, is another, this is a guy who averaged 20-plus points in the league before, and he's coming off an injury where we've seen guys battle back from that injury. He's still young. He's still got his legs in him. And we have this high-powered medicine now, so he'll be fine. But the market is really low for him. I don't even think Cleveland wants him back too much. I think he's stupid. I think he should have... Took a pay if LA did offer, he should have took a real big pay cut, bet on himself. But I still think there's maybe a one or two teams that can maybe you know. Nah, actually, now that I think about it, I don't think there's one or two teams that can maybe you know. Well, nah, I don't. I can't think of a team right now that can help Colin Sexton out. But I do Dallas? hope. No, you don't think so? Nah, they have Jaden Hardy. We'll see. Maybe um. I feel like Mavs is basically. I, I feel like that's best case. That's the only other thing I can think. San Antonio, do they have a two car? They just drafted one. Right? I, I feel bad for Colin. He's literally Malachi Brenham. He's he's Davion Mitchell's age. He actually, of the three losses the big three Nets had, he's one of them. He's one he of them. He was bugging. He, he, he went crazy. He was violated. He them. was awesome that night. They had what forty seven something. Something. Like he was outplaying all of them. He definitely was the best player on the court that night. Sad. Yeah, Colin Sexton should have a market at least 
Something. Some market. Yeah, the fact nothing. that he has no market it's is ridiculous. Pretty What's the? What do you think is the problem though? He just plays no defense. Small guy. And th- There's a lot of guys that don't play defense though. It got to be something else. It's his height. It's got to be. That's true. He's really one dimensional. He's not Young a playmaker. Bull. He was a legend in high school. He's only a scorer. He's not a great playmaker by any means. Aren't you high on him? I am. As a scorer, he's mad good. I don't like Miles Turner to Phoenix over Aiden. He can stretch the floor. I feel Miles like Miles Turner has missed eighty games in the last two years, basically. For sure. He played really? forty two last year. He played forty seven in twenty twenty. He played sixty two in twenty nineteen. That's good. Yeah. But he in the past three years he shot thirty three percent from three. I mean, you're not DeAndre Ayn's not gonna be on this team. Yeah. But Miles Turner is somebody who I would not want. He's not a good rebounder. He averages six point seven rebounds per game. Well, isn't isn't that because he's always not near the rim? And he shoots thirty five percent from three for his career, but the last three seasons it's been thirty three percent, thirty three percent, and thirty four percent. You don't think with, you don't think with CP though he can be unlocked? Um, there's a there's a chance, but I feel like he's always injured. He's too injured. Yeah. For them to at least like, I feel like Aiden might warrant a, a better market than just Miles Turner. Honestly, both their markets. Maybe stink. they can get Jalen Smith back. <laughs> Dead. Yeah, both their markets stink. Yeah. Who knows? These young players, their market's just been ass. I would love Miles Turner on the you Lakers. We'll love anything at this point. You guys are garbage. You they could, got Fonta Skin you, you have nine young players. Yo, Thomas Bryant. That it's actually okay. wasn't a bad I'm move. hype. It's I'm, I'm sure you are. He, he can block shots. He can. Yeah. He Is he up. okay or not good? Or He's undoubtedly okay. He's okay. He's an okay ball player. I agree. He's definitely. What about Fonta Skin Anderson? <laughs> He's really not that good. Yes, bro. <laughs> I don't know why you guys did that. And don't tell me it's for veteranship because it ain't. He been in the league like. Why do you years. think he's 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 bad? Because on the words he was he played he played pretty. He good. didn't play. He played pretty good when he played though. Yeah, we talk about when um the team wasn't good and they had to play him. I feel like in that system he just looked better than what he actually was. Okay, so what you're telling me is the, the point I made earlier about glue guys, and when they go from environments like where they win now to. Or Lakers, they're not gonna look as good. I feel like you trying to plug them together was a horrible try. Because no, I don't. JT was okay in limited minutes. Vanderbilt was actually good in a good amount of minutes, and JT realistically only played because they really didn't have enough good guys. Yeah, that Warriors team was ass. Vanderbilt just got his opportunity last year, though. Yeah, but when he got his opportunity, he didn't lose his opportunity. JT got an opportunity and then lost his opportunity. That's because it was more better players than him, like Otto Porter and stuff. If Minnesota had that, I don't know if Vando plays that much. Maybe. It's only only way to find out. I mean, JTA is 30. How much do you think Vanderbilt averages next year? I'll give him nine points. I was going to say 10. Oh, you gave him 10? Mm-hmm. You're going to get double digits? He's going to get double digits. <laughs> <He's gonna> get <laughs> double digits. <laughs> no, I'll give him nine. Nine, like four rebounds. With a steal, though. He's going to lock down. I'll give him nine. Are you guys ready for the would you rather? Of course, one of my favorite players. Yeah, you're excited for I'm this a, one? I love Garland. Yeah, I'm actually game. throwing a curveball. It's not Garland. This I week. hate your life. No way. No, I'm playing it as Garland. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. I this hate is, your <laughs> life. Is Baby Steph. Darius Garland just got a deal. People were debating about is, it. Draymond Green called him that. Darius Garland got a, a, a big time bag, and people have been saying that he's not as good as LaMelo, this and that. <laughs> he didn't deserve it. So let's go over it. This is... Hello. Would you rather Darius Garland addition, first name up, Ja Morant? Ja Morant. I would rather Ja. Kyrie. Kyrie. I would rather Kyrie Irving as well. Trey Young. Trigger Trey Young. 
So just going back to the Kyrie thing, <laughs> based on Kyrie's availability, factoring all that stuff, you wouldn't rather Garland over him? I just feel like Kyrie Irving is still one of those guys that you have to respect his game. When he's on the court, we've seen what he can do. Unless it's like somebody on even par with him, I would take Kyrie. So if it was like him or Dame, I'll take Dame because of all the availability stuff. I respect that. Kyrie's still better than Garland by a little bit amount, so I'm going to take Kyrie. Tyrese Halliburton. Garland. Garland. Damian Lillard. Dame. I would take Dame as well. De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> Garland. Garland. What the fuck are we doing? Anthony Simons. Garland. Garland. Now the last player in this, LaMelo Ball. Garland easily. <laughs> Undoubtedly. I would still take LaMelo. Why would you take LaMelo? Answer that, please. I just think I still like his ceiling more. No, right now. Who would you I would rather take? LaMelo because I still so who's better? believe in his ceiling. Who's better right now? As of right now, you have to take Garland. No, no, I'm at, no, I don't. I don't want you to tell me what have to do. That's what, the I'm truth. asking you, you as a man. But that's what who's I'm saying. better I just basketball the player. Question. Who's better? Who's better at yes. basketball right now, as of today? That's who's better. Oh, jeez. I guess I'd have to say Garland. I'd have to. You say don't it. have to say. So, you the would you rather? Pick. You're changing your pick from Lamelo. Lamelo. No, he would still rather have. No, Lamello. I would rather Lamelo. Who has a better season next year? Ooh. I'm high on LaMelo going into next season for sure. Especially without Miles Bridges, I feel like he's going to have to shoulder a lot more of the offensive load. What you think, a 22-11-8? Not, bless you. I think he could be 24-25 next season. He definitely oh. could do that. He was already averaging 20 points this season. I think that's like him, though. Like First two seasons in his career, he averages... Not like, I think that's what he's going to do, like 20 but more assists. Nah. I think he needs to shoulder more offensive load. For, oh, for them to get the into play? Yes, yes. I think he needs to start I mean, realizing if that. Your ceiling is a plane. You might as well just hope for the lottery. Think so? I guess. Charlotte isn't going to win no, a plane. That's fair. That's, I, that's, so who has a better season? I think, Lame, I think Lamelo has a better season next year. Think so? I'll tell you what. Let's make a deal right now. If Statistically, is that what? Yeah, yes, if Garland has a better season, you have to buy me a Garland jersey. And if Lamelo has a better season, I'll buy you a I'll tell you jersey. what. That Hornets jersey would be tough. So 100%. Deal. All right, so we're just going off statistics, right? Statistic impact. We we, we know basketball, so All right, we know. I agree. We, no no I'm bias. With I'm with you. All right, All right, fair enough, sir. On to the next topic: summer league takeaways. <coughs> what have been your biggest takeaways in summer league so far? All right, so I'll start. Um, you know, summer league. Everybody's been going crazy about summer league. You know, you get your first reactions. Um, so I guess my first reaction is Jabari Smith cannot dribble the ball. My Goodness, it was actually really bad that he can't dribble. Um, Yeah, he has no creation ability. He can barely dribble the ball up the court. He fumbles the ball a lot. But, you know, this is just reaction. He's a a four, so he'll eventually learn more ball handling ability. Number two, Caleb Houston is a fucking incredible catch-and-shoot player. Maybe Michigan was holding him back. Maybe the spacing in the NBA has changed, but he showed he can really stroke that ball. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) Number three, my final one, I got to show Chi-Town some love. Dalen Terry getting the run at the point guard position. He was playing the one, and he looked incredible. He was making the perfect reads. He was making difficult passes. He was running the great pick and roll. So those are my three guys. I got Jabari Smith can't dribble. Caleb Houston is a really great catch and, uh, catch and shoot player, and Dalen Terry is an incredible point guard. So I'm just going to talk about the big guys because – they're the ones that, you know, people are looking out for. You, you check Holmgren, the attention that he draws on social media, Paolo Bencaro, of course, and, and Jaden Ivey. My takeaways from them are that, one, 
you have one night, Chet Holmgren is just blowing up social media. He's having an unbelievable game. He has six blocks over 20 points. He was fantastic from shooting the ball from deep as well. And then the next time you see him, it's just night and day, the conversations on social media. It's just off that alone. Another takeaway of mine is it's summer league. There's no reason to overreact. It's college 2.0. That is so perfectly said. There is nothing to really analyze outside of lineups like my friend Joel enlightened me on last season, but barely at that. Um, There's no reason to look at these games and overreact. Once it comes to actual NBA regular season, that's when we can evaluate these guys. Like, I was super excited to see Ivy come out and ball and drop 20 points, six assists. He looked good. From his mama. 100%. He he looked elusive. He looked like he was easily getting to the basket and scoring. Boncaro, his jump shot was a lot better than what I was anticipating seeing off rip. But again, this is one game. This is what my takeaway is. But at the same time, I'm not trying to overreact to a summer league game. Well, I am. The one game showed me that Paolo Boncaro should have easily been the number one overall pick. He's him. There's no doubt about it. He's him. People might say say that's an overreaction, but I think Paolo Boncaro showed that he clears Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith, my biggest problem, I'll actually get to that when I get, get into my next point. Paolo Boncaro had the most offensive upside of any player in the draft especially within the top three of Jabari and Shet. Defensively, Shet Holmgren is the player that had the most defensive upside. But Paolo Boncaro, when he decides to lock in and play defense, he can play defense too. And we know that this is a wings league. There's a reason why I, I put the put $10 on Paolo Boncaro to be the first overall pick. is because I believe that he was the best player in the draft and the Magic should have taken him. And that's what they did. And I think yesterday show that was the right decision because he had a phenomenal game and what impressed me the most was his passing and the passes that he was making in the game. My other takeaway is that Jabari Smith is going to really struggle with the Rockets if they don't get a true point guard. Rockets fans are hoping it's KPJ or it's Jalen Green. Uh, well, Jalen Green can at least set him up somewhat. I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. is a true point guard. I don't think he'll ever become that, sadly. That's just me projecting. I think he's a two guard, and that's his natural position. And I, I don't believe that Jabari Smith is going to be is going to benefit much from playing with that backcourt. I feel like he would have been much better suited playing with someone like Josh Giddy, SGA and OKC, or Orlando with Markel Fultz because Markel, when he plays, he's a phenomenal playmaker. So that would have been a better situation for him. And outside of that, just Keegan Murray. I think Keegan Murray, everybody crucifying the pick on draft night for him to come out and have two big-time games where he scored over 20 points, I think was big for him and his confidence. And um, also with Houston, I love Josh Christopher and Tyree Eason's energy. I think Tyree Eason really showed a lot in the summer league game. And it, it's happening today. I didn't get to watch the games, but Benedict Matherin just had 23 points. Bryce McGowan's had 17. Quentin, Quentin Grimes had 25 and 8. You know, so people are showing out in summer league right now. And Jaden Hardy, can't forget about him. 25-point game. He slipped all the way to the second round. This is also another, another overreaction for summer league. Just from me watching, I know Shaden Sharp exited early with a shoulder injury. But it doesn't really feel like Shaden Sharp likes playing basketball much. 
that's just that's just from a rea- reactionary standpoint. The way he walks, his demeanor, it really feels like he did not care at all. And I felt like for somebody who's missed out on an entire year of basketball, for you to finally go in an organized game to show your skill against players in your draft class, to show showcase your skill against Jaden Ivey, who was the top shooting guard prospect, the way he came out in the game, I think, was very flat. Uh, obviously, he exited very early due to injury, but... Just from the minutes that I saw from him, I really didn't feel like he had much of a desire to even be out there. And that was my biggest concern for him coming into the draft. What was your outlook on Jabari? Because I've seen a lot of people talk about him. I, I never thought he had the lowest. I said Jaron Jackson Jr. I never thought he had the lowest, the highest floor. And I didn't even think he was a top three prospect, honestly. But you think he could be Jaron Jackson? That's like your comp from? Yeah, offensively. Defensively, I don't think he's Jaron Jackson, but... I like offensively, that's who I see Jabari being more of a Jaron Jackson, so a complimentary player. I don't see Jabari being a star, yeah, like a, like a superstar at least. You know, maybe he can be a star, but there was a stat that he he shot like forty percent from the two point range, which was the lowest of any prospect picked in the top ten in like the last twenty years. It takes a lot. He took a lot of hard shots in college. So I don't, yeah, he's a. I don't know. I never. I was never high on him. So. Uh. Well, that's good because it's a perfect segue to, into this I, next I'm an topic. Ivy, guy. Ivy, I'm I'm all I'm in. I'm on all Ivy. in. I'm all in on. He just got that. He's lit. That. He's, he's lit. He's, he's, he do. He the do for real. Surprisingly, you're low on Detroit though. He's not. I mean, see what this guy does. I guess. I mean, I guess you don't think they low. can sneak into the play-in? in the East. Uh, I think I no. You know what? I'm not even gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna let you know when we do off season previews. Nice. So based on your answer, it's a yes. No comment. You think they can be better than the Knicks? I'm gonna tell you on my off season previews. I'm not gonna give. Oh, better than the Knicks? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, bro. Well, the Knicks will be a, a close to a playing team. No, you won't. No, you won't. I'm just cashing all the money that I won on uh on my bets today. I, I actually did it. I actually bet. I actually I have to see if I won them or not. How much did you win? Uh well on every bat uh, on every app that we work with I actually you want all of them yes oh wow because I put it on the same bet I put on the Yankees <laughs> to win by two runs and yeah. we smoked the Red Sox tonight mm. well, only one app actually I didn't put money on it I just put it on something different because there was a boost but I think tonight I made like one one forty nice I might see how much I made in a few so this summer league segues into this topic which team do you think has the brighter future going forward the houston rockets or the orlando magic i'm gonna go with orlando and i think i i I like orlando i'm gonna say orlando because i feel like i am under the belief that jalen green is going to be an all-star player but i don't think he'll be a superstar player i think he will be right in the ballpark of one of the best two guards at his position but I think at this point, this is a wing and guard, a point guard league. And as we can see in the top 10, top 12, point guards and wings dominate that position, that, that top 10 range. So I, I, I'm I not really all in on the Rockets. Jabari Smith, like I, we was talking about before, I'm not really all too high on Jabari Smith. I love Josh Christopher, but I think I don't think he'll be a star. Ty Ty Washington, I'm also another one, another one that's not too high on. But Tari Eason's a good player. Sengun proved me wrong, and he was really good his rookie year. Usman Garuba, 
We're still waiting on that one. Defensive, but, man. But in He's terms of Orlando, piece. I think we're all in agreement here. Boncaro was going to be that guy. Mm. Wagner is going to be a really good player. You know, we love Markel Fultz in, in, this, in this room here. Cole Anthony's solid. He can still get better. Jalen Suggs, I know Joel isn't high, but me and Drew are pretty high on Jalen Suggs still being that type of guy. And I like just like their all-around group. I think Orlando's group fits really nice around each other. They have a good combination of defense and point guard, wings, bigs. Wendell Carter Jr., he improved, so that's another guy that they added to the fold. So I, I like Orlando. They got about eight, nine guys of young talent. And I'm gonna roll with them for this, just because I think their guys have more potential than Houston's guys. Houston's guys a little bit younger. As it stands right now, for going solely off rosters, 100%, I'm with you. I think that as it looks right now, the Orlando Magic just have a roster that I just am a little bit more excited out of. A little bit more excited with. Let me say that too. Okay, Uh, I'm a little bit more excited with the Orlando Magic's roster. Uh, although I don't believe that Cole Anthony is a starting point guard, I'm hopeful that Markel Fultz is healthy enough to to be the starter, and then you have Cole Anthony be the sixth man. Then we, we really could could have some conversation about Cole Anthony being potentially the best backup uh, at the point guard position in the NBA. Uh, that being said, the reason why I'm not all in on the magic is because of the future picks that Houston has. I've mentioned it the past two shows now, the amount of picks that they have from Brooklyn. Over the next four years, I'm sorry, over the next five years, they have the better pick of of either Brooklyn or Houston, or they have Brooklyn's pick as well. They're just in such a great position asset-wise when it comes to the draft that with a team with already with Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, these two guys can be who you decide to build your franchise around, especially Jalen Green, who's already shown that he is offensively as talented as it gets, and he, he has a super high ceiling scoring the basketball. He's only going to continue to progress. And with these assets, part of me wants to lean the Rockets. However, you just can't trust that every team is going to develop their players well, which is ultimately why I have to still lean with Orlando. Paolo Boncaro, I believe, is going to be the best player in this draft. He is an amazing basketball player. He does remind me of Blake Griffin in his younger years, except with a jump shot. Uh, You still have Franz Wagner, who was one of the more impressive rookies this season one of the more unexpected rookies this season as well you mentioned it already Jalen Suggs was underwhelming he was probably the most underwhelming rookie this season but I still do have faith in him I do believe that he can progress he just needs to not play with as much he's playing with too much pep in his step I think he needs to correct he needs to slow it slow the game down a little bit and I think that comes with experience Wendell Carter I know you're you're not a fan of his unfortunately Wendell? Yes. Oh, so maybe you need to start rooting for him. Nah. Nah? That's like year and everything? Nah, just same birthday. If years, uh, that's nuts. That been spooky. I think I'm older, though. Really? I think okay. so. But Wendell's a fine, a fine center. A, a, a double-double machine. He is one of the, the better young centers in the league as well. This roster is just really firm. It, I it's am just indeed a, a year older. Really? Yeah. Damn, you're old, He's 99. Bro. I'm 99. You're old. But I do, I do lean Orlando Magic because you have to go with what you're seeing already, and I do trust in this Orlando Magic I do think roster. Wagner has a higher ceiling than Jabari. I'm, 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 I'm going to stand on that. That's one of my okay. – uh, I'm projecting here. I like that. I'm project I like it. that. Big project guy. Okay. But Jalen Green, do you think that he could be the best player out of both these teams? No. Paolo? I think Boncaro will be the best player. Jalen Green's Jaylen like Green that. Will, Jalen Green will be too. Jalen Green's like that. I, but I feel like I've seen his kind already. 
That's why I think I don't, fair I think enough. There's a, there's a like I think there's a ceiling on him, but I, I like I kind of know where he's gonna be at a point in his career. That's why he has good size, super athletic. He's the same size as Zach Levine. Exactly. Levine's great. Oh yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like he has like the athletic ability, the size. He just has to bulk up a little bit. He's a little small. It comes with time, but I agree. All these prospects coming in are going to be younger than you going forward. Now, but Wendell Carter was a shock. Wendell Carter was a shock. I thought he would be. I thought he came in. I thought he was a year. Whatever. We're going. You're going to be younger than you too, though. So why I you think. That? I think. Um, What's wrong with this guy? I think the Magic easily have a brighter future. You hated saying that. The picks, the picks are are really was, the only thing. I, I really don't think this is a debate. I, with the Rockets, the picks are a big, big part of it. Yeah, big, big part of it. But all that you gotta let some guys. It needs go, to though. be there. But already. as of right now, I'm just talking about the talent on both squads. I think the Magic clear. I think it's more of a debate with the Pistons. But I, I'm going Magic just for the Pistons. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, going yeah. like, That's the one. like I'm that. just going like player by players. Markel Fultz, I think, is better than Kevin Porter Jr. I think he is. When he plays. And I think Markel Fultz is going like to have a really good season His problem this year. is availability, but when he plays, he Markel is better. Is really good. He's Jalen better. Green is obviously better than Jalen Suggs or Cole Anthony. Franz is better than anyone. On any, uh, any of their wings, yeah. Any of their wings. Paolo's better than Jabari. Wendell Carter's better than Paolo's Shagun. better than all their bigs. And Jamal Mosey, to me, is just a, a better coach out of him and Steven Silas. One of the hardest things to do as a coach is to get a young team to buy in and play defense. Steven Silas hasn't been, been able to do it. The, the, the Houston Rockets were 30th in opponents, opponents points per game last year, 29th in defensive rating. The Orlando Magic, after the All-Star break, were one of the better defensive teams in the NBA. They finished 20th in opponents points per game and 17th score. in defensive rating. And Paolo solves that off, that, yeah. that those offensive issues because now they have two guys in Franz Wagner and Paolo who can create for themselves – Markel Fultz coming in, being healthy, being the playmaker that he is, is going to make life so much easier for everybody around him. So I think this is pretty easy. I think the Magic currently constructed have just a much better young core than the Rockets. I think the debate is with Detroit. Who are you picking? Detroit. uh, Detroit, Detroit, right? I think Detroit clears. Clears. Yeah. I mean, Cade Cunningham is just at a different level. Jaden Ivey is someone I super excited. Detroit so bad. That would have been sick. Oh my god! But you guys would have had to trade up. Not, I'm not saying just to one, but like league would have been on. Would have had to jump up to top three minimum. League would have been on standby for real. Imagine they had. Imagine they had two picks. They could have got Ivy. I mean, y'all got. I mean, I'm saying y'all like you're a Pistons fan, but they got played. They got played dropping to five over with Ivy. I'm just saying off to the lottery. I mean, it worked both ways, for sure. So, you know, they would have been stuck with Murray and then out of it like, ah, fuck. But uh-huh. Getting Ivy. Firm. You're not a Keegan Murray guy? No, he's cool. He's just not Ivy. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, fact. Not, that's no cap. Murray cool, though. Something happened earlier today. You okay? Oh, no. We're talking about the beard. Oh. <laughs> Almost brought tears to my eyes when I saw it. James Harden... Is taking a pay cut with the Philadelphia 76ers. $15 million. It's a lot of money. Even for him, $15 million is a, a lot, lot to pass up on. It's a lot of nights out at the club that he missed out on. A lot. He's going to make it back. But all this for the sole focus of winning a championship. There has been speculation that he took the pay cut because Michael Rubin can get him more sponsorship deals and stuff. Maybe that happens, maybe it doesn't. 
But James Harden taking his pay cut just reassured me of the man I know he is. He wants to win. He will do whatever it takes to win. And he sees the Philadelphia 76ers have made some great offseason moves. DeAnthony Melton, a pest. Is he okay to not good player, River? Is he good? He's okay. Who? DeAnthony Melton. Okay. He's, He's okay. a good backup. Good, player. good backup, though. He's a good player. He's okay. P.J. Tucker, the best corner three and D player in the NBA. Grant Williams. Then you talk about <laughs> Grant Williams. <laughs> the Sixers freeing up 15 mil to maybe go get another you know, player. Maybe Colin Sexton comes to Philadelphia. Who knows? Colin Sexton will be pretty good, but I think they need wings. And now Harden, it's just been such a tough road for him. He came into the 2020-2021 season out of shape because he wanted to get out of Houston. He requested a trade. He got his wish to go to Brooklyn, although first option was always Philadelphia. He gives Brooklyn his all, is in the MVP conversation, injures his hamstring in the playoffs, game one in the second round, unfortunate. Series is tied 2-2, and he decides, you know what, I'm going to be coming back for game five. I'm going to put my health on the line on a grade two hamstring, and I'm going to play. Motivational. He played 50-plus minutes on that hamstring. And because of that poor decision, because he wanted to win so bad, he had to rehab the entire offseason and nearly cost his career because of it. <laughs> now, a year later, people are talking on this man's downfall, whether or not he's going to be the same player. But guess what? This is the first offseason in the past couple of years where James Harden is fully invested on a team and he wants to win a championship. He passed up on $50 million per year with Houston to go to Brooklyn in the first place. Is Bradley Beal doing that? No. He just signed a Supermax. Is Damian Lillard doing that? Somebody who said he's wanted to win? No. He's not. They're not. Because they're not about what they say. But James Harden is about what he says 100%. He said he wants to win. He's taking that pay cut. This isn't the only pay cut he took because he took it in Houston when they offered him that big time money. But he said, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this because I want to win a championship. Can you imagine that? He's coming off his worst year in a long time. And he averaged 22 a game, 7.7 rebounds per game, 10.3 assists. Those are career numbers. If DeMar DeRozan had that, we'd be saying that's his best season yet. See, I feel like that's the thing with those two guys. No shade of DeMar. I love, you know, great season. But let's throw shade of but, DeMar. But they, they, yeah, traded, they traded places. <clears throat> Last year, DeMar was what James Harden was, always was, and James Harden became what DeMar DeRozan has always been. But now that's no more. At James Harden's worst, he was an all-star. 27th in scoring, 8th among shooting guards, 4th in rebounding amongst, amongst all guards, and was 2nd in the NBA in assists, 26th in PER. That's a down season for the beard. That's a, that's a shaved season for the beard. Now, I like that. Talk, what he's going to do this upcoming season, going to take the league by storm. 
He's going to be an all-NBA performer once again. He's going to be a top 10 MVP candidate once again with Joel Embiid. They're going to have two MVP candidates. And with the roster they're assembling, they will be favorites in the Eastern Conference. James Harden is getting back to his all-NBA caliber level. And this pay cut was just the first step in that direction. Now he's fully focused. Have you seen him, his body recently? It's amazing. <laughs> he's on TikTok now. He posted a TikTok. Really? I, I, com- I commented and I liked it. Let me take a look. With Sam Cassell, right? That With Sam Cassell. That one was dope. He's wearing a long sleeve 76ers blue shirt. His body looks spectacular. James Harden is getting back to his old ways. And this is the year where he wins that NBA championship. Wow, that, I, th- that I think this year it happens. I didn't move anybody. I think this year it happens. Um, let me go first, Drew, because no I didn't problem, like the, I didn't like the Demar shade. DeMar yeah, that shade was unnecessary. Was, and you know, he tends to do this, and this is why we laugh at his his players because this is your problem. You you want us to put James Harden here. Yet you you tend to bring when you talk about him you bring him here. We look at James Harden as a top five shooting guard ever, right? No we look at James Harden it. as one of the greatest scorers ever, right? No doubt. So about why it. do you feel like you need to compare him to a player that's not in his caliber? Demar is an all star in his own right. He is one of the twenty to twenty five best players in the league. All respect to Demar Derozan, but he's not nothing but respect. But why for him. Are you compare James Harden to his contemporaries, the guys he's just on, for this past season because no, no, they no, no, they sh- traded places. I let you do your little spiel. Nah, you had a whole spiel. Like, yeah, I let you they do traded your, places. I let you do your thing. Compare him to players of his contemporary. Giannis, he just won a championship. He had 50. Incredible run. James Harden never had that. Steph Curry, he has four championships. James had zero. LeBron James, nothing needs to be said. Kevin Durant, two-time champion, two-time finals MVP, averaged 30-plus in in a finals. Harden should have done it. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Two-time champion, Toronto, one of the greatest runs of our era, the 2000 era. We've seen that. Compare him to his contemporaries, bro. Because if you compare him to his contemporaries, you'll notice that he gets the short end of the stick when it comes to winning. Stop comparing him to players we know is not on his level. DeMar is a great player. He's not on James Harden's level. We know that, bro. Harden is, a when he's at his best, a top six, seven player in the world. But he hasn't been playing like it. Why is that? It's not DeMar's fault. It's not our fault. It's his fault. He went to Philly. He felt like he had the best chance to win a championship in Philly, right? I think we feel like now you're playing with a top six player in the world, right? Joel Embiid made some good moves in the offseason. He picked up P.J. Tucker. He picked up a really good backup, so now you won't lose those minutes. DeAnthony Melton is a really good backup. But it's just okay, okay to not good. Okay to not good, but he's a really good backup. There's a little difference here. Really good backup. You picked him up, right? You got a good team. You made good off season. You still have Doc Rivers. Okay, you, you can you can manage that. Joel Embiid just had one of his best seasons. He's still going to get better, right? Now you have an opportunity. If you come back to that All NBA play, you can win a championship. This team is kind of built in that way. It really just rests on you. Do I think he can go to an All NBA level? Yeah, there's three All NBA teams. It just depends on which All NBA team we talking about. Are we talking about first team All NBA Harden? Do I think he can get back to that level? 
I don't know. That's still a way and see process. But I do think he can get back to a all NBA level. But it really just depends on how he comes back. You said he's been in the gym. We've seen him in the gym with Sam Cassell. He lost some weight. He's been like you said. He's had a full season now where he can get healthy. Full off season where he can get healthy. So now it's something to see. But it's gonna be tough. The league has gotten better. The Bucs are still around. Boston is around. We see they just stopped Kevin Durant and Kyrie. I am a thousand percent sure if they can stop those two, they can stop James Harden. So it's going to come down to what James Harden do we see. You still got Miami. Miami's still going to be that annoying team that's going to be around. And then in the West, you got the Clippers. You got Golden State. You got Denver. You got Phoenix. You got Dallas. It's a lot of teams in the East, a lot of talent. Luka, Steph, the Joker. Embiid is with you. You still got LeBron around. Giannis is around. Jason Tatum is getting better. Jimmy Butler's around. Kawhi Leonard is coming back. There's a lot of talent in the NBA. Harden needs to be at where he should be at for them to be in championship mode. Because if he's not on that level with the guys I just named, who they all have a ring and they all have won championships and they all have done something in the finals or in a specific run, he needs to be on that level for them to be a championship team. Because that's at the end of the day, this team relies on James Harden to be that level for them to win the championship. He will be. A lot of things he said here are one hundred percent sound. However, <laughs> I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I'm really middleman right here, but I really lean more so with Joel in the sense of you. you're kind of attacking James Harden's legacy right there. We attack the more. I had to go in the attack mode. Which is fine. Which didn't is even fine. care about DeMar a year ago. He wasn't on my team. Now he's on my team. Got to pay homage. The only the only reason why I you say... called like, him mid for years. I didn't call him mid for you years. You called him the frozen for years. I don't even use that phrase. The frozen called him a choker for years in the playoffs. No, you did. Stop putting what you say on me. All right. Martin Rose is not a player that you like. All right, the spotlight's on me, boys. All right. Sorry, buddy. Point being is... James Harden taking $15 million less to essentially better the team speaks on James Harden's character more than anything. James Harden, over these last these past two seasons at least, we've, let me not say we've, because obviously there's been James Harden stands, but consensus that James Harden was being relatively selfish, wanted out of Houston, forces his way out of there, looks out of shape. This going into this season didn't seem like as if he was in shape, but again, that's due to injury as well. Goes to Philadelphia, was inconsistent still. Had had moments where he was James Harden, had moments where he was just not who we were anticipating him to be. So he takes the pay cut here because he understands that his legacy is on the line like River just laid out. He understands that there's a laundry list of players ahead of him right now who have done a laundry list a little bit strong. Let me say... Riv hit it right, in, right on the head with it. You have LeBron. You have KD. You have Steph Curry. You have Kawhi Leonard. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo. You have guys like Luka Doncic on your tail. Jimmy Butler. You guys, you, Jason Tatum. These are all young guys that are coming for that spot that you're running out of time. Your time to be great, to win a championship is coming to an end. He is with a top, top five to seven player in the NBA in Joel Embiid. And by taking less money, P.J. Tucker, of course, coming to join the squad as well. You mentioned uh, Melton coming in also as a backup point guard. It allows you to fill the roster with more needs to not just cater to James, but, of course, cater to Joel Embiid, who is the best player on this team. I do believe that Harden's going to come back this season and be great. But that still does not take away from the fact that he has pressure, that he has already felt in the past, and it's going to come down to if he can come through in the playoffs or not. 
It's the same thing over and over with Harden. We don't care about the regular season with Harden. We know who Harden is. It's a matter of in the playoffs, where we happen to know who James Harden is also. We need to see the narrative change. And I do believe that the Sixers are going to be a lot better than they were last season because Harden's going to be So they're better. going to the ECF. That's a lot better. I just look at Milwaukee, <laughs> and I think that I would rather Milwaukee squad this never and championship. Boston, personally, you may disagree, that Rob Will, Al Horford tandem can halt Joel Embiid. I do believe that. He won't win. The truth about James Harden is that in the playoffs, people tend to over-exaggerate how bad he is because he's a great all-time playoff performer. Correct. Oh. Because when you look at his stats. I don't know about that, King. You over-exaggerate 11 turnovers in a When you look at his stats, game. he definitely has bad moments. But in the, in, in the bubble, he averaged 30 points per game in that entire playoff run. The year before that, when Kawhi won a championship in 2019, Kawhi averaged 28 points per game versus Golden State in the finals. In the Western Conference finals, or no, in the second round where Harden faced the Golden State Warriors, he averaged 35 points per game. His numbers across the board were better than Kawhi Leonard's. That he, he, he had better stats versus Golden State than Kawhi did against Golden State. James Harden for the past four to five seasons has been otherworldly in the playoffs. The difference is that he doesn't match his season's averages because in a season he averages 30, 35, 36, and people expect him to do that. But honestly, who is doing that in the playoffs? Nobody's doing that in the playoffs. Very few are doing that in the playoffs. James Harden is a great playoff performer. And before he got hurt in Brooklyn, he had his, he arguably, one of his best playoff series of his career versus Boston statistically. And he was going into Milwaukee ready. You told me when they had Evan Fournier. He was going into Milwaukee ready to make a statement, and he got hurt. It's unfortunate. He should have won a championship two years ago with Brooklyn. That's fine. Hey, that's fine. Interesting. As a third guy, but they won the most with him, and he's all. He was arguably the most important player as a playmaker for them. He was MVP at one point in time in that season, also. So you can say the third guy all you want. Like you just said, we We don't care about the regular season. We just we don't. It's for a guy like that of his stature. We don't care about the regular season anymore. It's all about what you do from April on. What happens before that, we don't care. They're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. Okay. That's a bold take. That's it, though? That's no chip? What's going on? I mean, they have a chance to win the championship. He's, he's, made, he's made it to Conference Finals. They're better than Boston? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I didn't sound confident. He yes, because it. Joel Embiid is the best player amongst those two teams, and James Harden is the second, is the third best player. Oh, he can be better than Tatum next year, though. He can have a better year. James than Harden him. and Anthony Davis are the two few players that can literally climb back into the top ten with a great season again. Like, those are the two guys that Game can man. do it. Nah, Dame is always outside of the top ten. For always. Me. Nah, let me not say always. Yeah, I, but for last recently. And is there a player? Is, is there a player outside of JT and JB on Celtics? That's as good as Tobias Harris? Yes. Ooh. Wait. No. Well, yeah. Marcus Smart. Robert Williams' impact is as good as Tobias Harris. Marcus Smart. They got an X factor. No, they don't. Tobias Harris is mid. It's shit. And they have Tyrese Maxey. I didn't know him. He's but, but Marcus Smart. On the way there. to elite. So with Mar- Tobias being your fourth Marcus best Smart player. Is right there. So if you have Harden and MB and MVP level, Tyrese Maxey, all star caliber, and Tobias Harris fourth fiddle. This man is asking for a lot of ifs. That's scary. A lot of ifs. That's spooky. Why is scary he the, hours. Why is he the only guy at his 
core group of generation guys with no ring, bro. Ooh, what is it? <laughs> like, this is embarrassing. Of the all-time greats. It's just so funny to me that you've been pushing this hard and it's going to get a ring thing. There's no Golden State anymore. I Dynasty. Was, there I wasn't was, none last year. And he freaking lost to the Heat. Golden he State lost to Jimmy Butler. Though. Like, he was hurt, bro. He's playing hurt. He's always hurt, man. Nah, no, he's not going this year. I'm telling you, his off season regimen is different this off season. I'm just, I'm just. I looked at his video. Nothing overly impressive. I mean, he wasn't a workout. He was just arguing with Sam Cassell about a drill. No, but there's another video of him actually working out. Keep talking shit, man. <laughs> I'm just. I I'm, just supported him. I just want to know when's this. <laughs> <laughs> You've been pushing as hard as going to win a ring thing Fuck, for like bro, six, the, seven years. The Rangers beat the Twins, man. No, why didn't you put on the Yankees? You should have texted me. I, I just really was on some bullshit with baseball. I was just putting a random. You should have texted me. I, I just put parlays on like favorites, bro. Oh, I literally put every single bet the same. Damn, bro, I, I messed up. It's all right, man. So that's gonna do it for episode 194 of the Pick Aside podcast. Don't forget sh- to sup- click the links down facts, below. Facts, Chalkboard, join our group chat and NBA Top Shot. Join Top Shot with our link. Buy a starter pack, and then you can you know win a giveaway for our Steph Curry. Playoff moment narrated by Doris Burke. So we appreciate you guys' support. You can always follow us at Twitter at Pickaside Pod on Instagram and TikTok at Pickaside Podcast. And Drew, you had something to say? Oh no, that this was a surprisingly long episode. I didn't think that it was going to end up being almost three hours. The yeah. jazz debate was long. Yeah, it was. Two hours it was. And, it was. and the Kings Fifth, no, debate bro, was long. Oh, I'm. Tweet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, bro, we were here for a while. Yeah. But listen, hey, pickasidepodcast.com. Go buy yourself some merch. I told my grandma this because she would be asking me, like, how long is your podcast? And I'd be like, it really depends on how spicy the conversation is. That's get. a fact. It gets spicy, then this was going on for this like wasn't four supposed hours. to be a long one. Yeah. I, that's why I never put a timer on it because mm-hmm. you never know, bro. You Pick- took a lot of L's this podcast. Are you dumb? <laughs> <laughs> you took a lot of L's. Like, the Jazz are going to be bad. The Kings are going to be better than you think. Well, it's only an L until it actually happens. Listen, shameless plugs, pickasidepodcast.com. Go buy some merch. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Follow us on socials, at DuragRiv, Joel V. Moran, at Andrew, five A's. I am also a rapper now. A handsome one at that. Yeah. Dropping my album soon. Tough. I'm, no, I'm really becoming a rapper. You know, uh, handsome people are just, end up better off in the world. Do you know that? No, I'm trolling like shit. I'm not becoming a rapper, bro. I know, bro. I wish I could sing, though. I can, I can fake sing. You saw Pierre singing? You think you sing? Bro, that was crying, so bro. funny. That was so <laughs> funny. So funny. If I can sing, though, it would be like incredible. I can actually sing. Like, I'd rather be an R&B singer, an R&B artist than a rapper. Is there anything I can't do? Yeah, you can't um, play basketball. I would give you 30. 30? No. It's tough. That's a lot. That's a lot. 30 is actually a lot. Like like in a game, it's really hard to get 30. No. Like, My I'm, career high is 10. Is it really? Yeah. Ten is tough too. Sometimes you get into the flow of the game. Sometimes you start missing. You like my oh. career high was ten. It was, it was it was two three pointers, and it was like a, it was like a layup, and then like a wide open under the basket thing. There was one game I could have went off for twenty, but I was just missing a lot of shots See? I make, bro. You ever had a game where you had like six points, but you felt like you had thirty? Like you had the loudest six points ever? Yeah. They'd be like, yeah, and they'd be like, Yo, how much you had? I'd be like I had like fourteen, bro. Then you go look at the stats. It's like you had six points. Bro. Nah, in that <laughs> game, I was getting to the mid range spot like all the time, and I was just like shooting floaters or shooting mid range jump shots. I was just bricking. Like I was probably like I was in that, um. Throughout the game, in the last seconds of the game, I was like probably one for ten. But then we were down by three points, uh-huh. 
and <laughs> we had the ball, and somebody was my teammate was inbounding it, and I just come and get the ball, mm. and I'm like from the three point. I'm from like I'm at the three point line. I'm at the left wing, and I have two people on me, and I just get it, and I just like. Shoot it and I'll make that shit. And I was like, yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> that's lit. Yeah, that now, hitting shots like that are so cool, bro. Like, that's one of my coolest moments ever, just hitting that type of shot. I was like, yo, I really made that shit. None better than a good uh, a good moment like yep. that, that you just don't forget. So thank you guys for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time.